Hello, beautiful people. It is Feel Good Friday, May 6th, 2022, and this sports show shall begin right now. Yeah! Can't thank you enough for joining us here at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee Show. This Feel Good Friday feels even gooder, doesn't it? Oh, and, uh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of things going on around the world, and we got some good guests today. Mm-hmm. Kyle Van Noy will Ooh. join us Whoa. in about 40 minutes or so to chit chat about his new deal with the Chargers. Congrats to him. Yeah, baby. Congrats to the Chargers. Yeah. Making a lot of big plays. J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, now Kyle Van Noy, just on the defensive side of the ball. They bring in a new guard through the draft. Justin Herbert's still there. Austin Eckler's still there. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Is that team going to go? We will see. The AFC West is loaded. Russell Wilson's in their division. What does Kyle Van Noy think about all of that and more? We'll chat with him in about 40 minutes or so. In the second hour, we got a guy named TVG Mike. Oh, Mike. Here we go. Okay, TVG is the channels that are on uh, cable platforms that just run horse racing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All day, every day. There is a horse racing against other horses at all hours of the day <laughs> yep. in the world. Yep. And they broadcast the mall, I think. That's right. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you'll pop in there. It'll be like some race literally in the Middle East somewhere. And it's like, all right, they got odds on all of this somehow. Mm-hmm. And people are betting on it at all aspects. Anyways, TVG, that is the network. TVG Mike works there, has been around horses his entire life. The Kentucky Derby's this weekend. He always joins us the day before the Kentucky Derby or any of the other big mm-hmm. uh, races, like the mm-hmm. one in uh, Maryland. Uh, Belmont. And Belmont. the one in New York. Preakness Stakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Preakness Nasty. Yeah, Preak nasty. That, that whole thing. I think those are flipped, by the way. Belmont's in New I York, Preakness nasties in maryland Mm -hmm. but nonetheless he will join us today and we have to know he's never given us a fucking winner no okay a lot of information coming out of that incredibly handsome face Mm -hmm. from the track wherever he's calling from it's good it's all the horse lingo he's talking about saddle in this particular i mean he'll drop all the horse lingo it's very entertaining he seems like a nice guy probably good guy to have a drink with normally he's about to go have a drink immediately after because i think that's a big part of the horse community Mm -hmm. i think that is a big part of the horse community great guy has not given us a fucking winner on this show yet need you mike not a one now, we have a horse expert in the office named Bruce. Bruce handles a lot of things. He's off air. Uh-oh. He actually owns a horse. Now, he's been coming on to different programs like Hammered Don mm-hmm. and maybe the kitchen over there where everybody's right. hanging out sure. and giving out his horse information on who he likes, who he doesn't like. He's telling us stuff about other people's horses like he knows them inside and out. He owns a horse. Just found out it's racing right now. Bruce. Unbelievable. He had no idea. Oh, my horse is racing. Max yeah. Blair. Come on, oh, my Brucey. God, we did five to two. So I don't know what to take serious from that guy or not. It feels like horse racing is a much bigger gamble than maybe anything else that happens. There's, you know, favorites, and then there's mutters and finishers and all that. TVG Mike's able to break it all down, but we cannot listen to who he picks. We have to make our own decisions, although we will put his feet to the fire to make a pick for us to make money. AJ Hawk will be here. I will then take off to uh, be on Long Island. Hell yeah. Here we go. For SmackDown, it's a beautiful feel-good Friday. Hey, welcome back to the Pat McAfee Show here on this Feel Good Friday, May 6, 2022. Oh, yeah. Is that just a switch or something? Are we live on YouTube and Sirius or just on Sirius? Can't hear you. Sirius right now. YouTube's slowly going in right now. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Who's switching? Here we go. He's switching. Yeah, it's back. But if we shut down the stream, we're going back up on another one. Nice. I think. I'm not 100% sure. So not full Halloween. Not full Halloween. It was. Uh, We're good. Welcome back. There you go. Hey. 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 
It was a system failure, a uh, little bit of a bug probably went through there and crashed it, had to reset it. Zito had the composure of a uh, duck walking on water. That's right. It was amazing seeing the Zito understand the process. We've been here before. Halloween, they tried to shut us down. They tried to infiltrate our fucking studio, the only show we had ever prepped for in the history. (laughs) Halloween show. They got a bug in there. They shut us down. We were done for. We were dead in the water. Yes, we were. Just like Bjorn Werner when he beat me in ping pong that first time I played him. We didn't see it coming. Oh, my God, what was this? Zito then won through that entire process, learned about everything in the back, and now whenever disaster happens, same exact time somebody else is in the back area. Perhaps. Pretty curious. Gonna have to ask about that. Honestly, gonna have to ask about that. Feet to the fire. I already did ask about it, by the way. How odd. <laughs> how peculiar. Yeah, is that right? I believe. Very interesting. It's crazy. I'm here. Do you need anything? <laughs> then he even speakerphone to Zito. Zito and he had a nice technical high level conversation and Zito reset everything and we're back. Shout out Zito, baby. Thank you, Z. Z. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, what other show? You know, what other show could completely collapse in the middle of it? Shut down, not, not be able to operate and then mm-hmm. bounce back. I'm not sure of it. I, I mean, I'm assuming there's some out there and I do have respect for them. Mm-hmm. But there has been some things that this show uh, has, you know, learned through and gone through. The backs of, uh, back of a box truck. Yes. Yeah. 125 oh. degrees. Oh. As we're counting down to being live, five, four, three. There is a man that I have never met before that's trying to plug in some audio thing in the back of the truck for <laughs> yep. Ty. Sprints in front of me as the show's starting. Almost runs into the wall of the box truck yeah. and sneaks out as we're live and we're back. Those days hardened us. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Those days brought us to the point that we're at today where somebody infiltrates a bug. Zito handles it. We throw to a break. We're back. We didn't even miss a minute on Sirius. No. We shouldn't even, we would have had to because the entire back system would have crashed. So there would have been nothing feeding the live stream, I don't think, right? Would there have been? I, I, we, could have, we could have kept the screen black. I think we could, that could have been for the future. I think we just go black for three minutes. Well, we don't know it's going to be three minutes. Okay. I, I think that was yeah. the that was the big surprise by the, all of the, us. The time the Halloween went down, it kept wanting to do an update. So this time it wasn't asking for an update. So that was better. So I just unplugged it, replugged it in, and it, it re-established the connection by itself, essentially. It is crazy whenever something pops up on your screen, you can't exit. You mm-hmm. can't exit out of the screen mm-hmm. that you're yeah. in because something is in front of that. But you also can't click on that because you don't want to click on that. And there's something else popping up. And it's just like, uh, you know, this is the... Hey, tech. Can't have it. Can't do it. Elon. All right, you guys, Elon just says a hole. Yeah, yeah. Elon. <laughs> Elon, figure it out. What the hell, Why? dude? You can't have bugs coming in. So, hey, Elon, buy this company. Yeah. Come on. Fix it. You can't have this thing just collapsing. Anyways, we're back. We're thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Kyle Van Noy will join us in about 20 minutes. We hope you're watching as well. We can't thank you enough. Hell yeah. Uh, for getting back in there. Can we put the date bugs up? It's pulling them up. Can we do stuff from that computer? Yeah. Yeah. Boom. yeah. All right, Here let's do go. the news. Let's do the news. Here we Here go. go. Now's the time to do the news. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we can do that yet. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to get it right now. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> what a perfect debut that would have been. Oh, my God. Yeah. It would have been nice. That's why I didn't know. Like, if those date bugs are coming out, I assume there's one computer that we can't get to back there. For whatever reason, had to unplug it, plug it back in. We appreciate you, Foxy. The phones are working, so we can get to those. Or we can just talk about some things that are happening. Reggie Wayne. 
talking about Matt Ryan. Exact oh. quote. It makes me throw up how much he reminds me of Peyton Manning. I, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> Actually, Reggie says, can't take it. Everything he does, the way he walks, the way he talks. He brought beer in, by the way. Very old school. I don't think that is a new thing to do. It was Stone Cold's beer. Whenever Jim Irsay. What? Jim Jim Irsay. What? The owner of the Colts. What? From a throne. What? At his house. What? Whenever he said, hey, this is a Navy SEAL, this is an astronaut, I feel like that is the exact feeling that we got when he walked in here. It's like, oh, this is an NFL quarterback. This is not a shot at anybody else. Please do not take it as such. But there is just some levels of the position of quarterback that some people have more strengths in, some people have strengths in other areas. Matt Ryan just looks the part. I mean, tailored suit. Everybody's smiling. Incredible golfer. He walks in. He introduces himself to everybody. Mm -hmm. He's just like the uh, CEO of a Fortune 500 company, which, by the way, he kind of is. Right. Which is how it has to be. Not doesn't have to be. There's been other ways to go about winning. But in the Indianapolis Colts organization, with the years of Peyton and then Andrew, I think that is potentially what Jim Mercy was looking for. Matt Ryan's the guy, and Reggie Wayne has co-signed that. Like, yeah, I'm coaching now, and I see this guy every day. This is very similar to the shit, the leadership, the extra work probably, the command that he probably takes over yeah. in practice and in these walkthroughs and, and in uh, meeting rooms and everything. It's like that's what you're looking for uh, in an NFL quarterback. And like the other pieces they've added with Gilmore and then I feel like Ballard has earned the right where you can actually confidently say like, hey, one of these rookies that he just drafted mm-hmm. is going to have an impact next year. And you look at Tennessee losing A.J. Brown like the Colts all of a sudden. I think the Colts are very happy with their draft. Yeah. yeah. I think so, if I do recall. Yeah, a couple of those inside the picks or inside the room showed one of the picks. I think it was their fourth round. I forget who it was. But Ballard was like shocked that he was still on the board and that they got him. And he was like juiced up about it too. Good, good evaluator. Yeah. Chris Ballard, good evaluator. Mm-hmm. I think everybody would say that. Go ahead, Tom. To Connor's point and to everyone's point, adding Matt Ryan, blah, blah, blah. Tennessee was the favorite in the division earlier in the year. And then when they got Matt Ryan, correct me if they were, I'm wrong, they were even with the Titans. And now after the draft, Colts are minus 105 and the Titans are plus 145. So right now it's either the Colts division to lose or you know, maybe those pesky Jaguars get their number again. Oh. Well, listen, I know Clontown was quite a problem for the last seven years yeah. <laughs> for the Indianapolis Colts. But Vrabel's going to use all that. I mean, they were the number one team in the AFC going into the playoffs yeah. last year, and now they're not even favored to win their own division. So, I mean, that's an interesting way to, that the sports books are looking at it. But there's a reason. The roster is unbelievable. Now, wide receiver's a position, and they brought in Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati, mm-hmm. who everybody thinks is going to be good. They need a couple weapons, but Ballard has a lot of faith in the young guys. Michael Strahan, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He had like six, seven weeks of greatness, and then he got hurt, I think, and yep. I don't know if he ever got back. And also... He might have been missed a couple times. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, he got, it might have been on a 45-second play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It might have been a 45-second play where he missed him at some point. Yeah. Now, he might have made the play as well. But also, in the backfield, not only is Matt Ryan there to put everybody in the right position, which runs are we going to, which side are we going to, let's check to this instead of this. Matt Ryan's been there, done that with everything, literally every single situation, including one of the worst of all time on the highest stage. I mean, he has been there, done that. He's going to put Jonathan Taylor in the best position to succeed as well, mm-hmm. I believe. And we got back, we got an MVP in the backfield still. Colts, that's probably why. But Ryan Tannehill, yeah. he's focused on fucking getting better. That's right. He ain't focused on anything else. No. Listen, that guy wants to sit next to me? Cool. He wants to see how mm-hmm. I take notes? Cool. I had to go to fucking therapy after our last loss. Yeah. Uh, you think I give a damn about coaching anybody? Ryan Tannehill is going to be very motivated this yeah. year. 
and he is a great player. People want to knock him because of maybe what they thought about him when he was in Miami, when he was kind of like hit or miss because he was just learning the quarterback mm-hmm. position. Since getting to Tennessee and replacing Marcus Mariota, he has been a fucking dude. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Both plot. Yeah, both. <laughs> Either one. Dog has been a thing of yeah. the week. Yeah. I kind of missed that. But he has been a dude. Like, he's been an actual dude whenever it comes to being quarterbacks. Every single one of the stats say it. And they've won a lot of games. They're the number one team in the AFC last year. Had like 80 different players or something like that come through the roster with the injuries. But you get Derrick Henry back healthy, hopefully. And he's running just like he was running a couple years ago. A.J. Brown's gone, which is not great. But they allegedly draft the next A.J. Brown. Maybe. We'll see. But I think the Colts roster from top to bottom is much better than a lot of people would give it credit for right now because the Colts didn't make the playoffs last year because in the last week they lost to a team that's fan bases was dressing like clowns because they thought the organization was being run by a bunch of clowns so Mm -hmm. then in turn the team would be a bunch of fucking clowns and that team beat them Mm-hmm. Mightily. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even competitive at halftime. Fly. I was saying, bring yeah. me the plane. <laughs> he, everybody's trying to be optimist. They still got to fight. I, I see reality here. This ship has sailed. <laughs> it wasn't even competitive, Jim Mercer said. He wasn't wrong at all, but that roster's good. Um, when you look at the roster, yeah, the one weakness or whatever you can say is, or they're just young, is the wide receiver room. And, I, and I've seen this in Pittsburgh for the last few years. I feel like you need a vet in that. Leader or in that locker room, and obviously Reggie coming back to coach is is huge. But like, what's Ty up to? Like, it would, I think it would benefit them just to have him lead those like young wide receivers who are talented, just to like I don't know, show them how to work and stuff. So Ty credits Reggie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reggie credits Marv, mm-hmm. and I'd assume. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think I've, everybody's ever heard Marv talk about it unless it was his Hall of Fame speech. He doesn't do a lot of media. I've met Marv. Marv's been nice to me. Nothing but nice to mm-hmm. me. Good guy. Great on a football field to me. Yeah. Great on the football Thank field. You, but T.Y. credits Reggie for teaching him that. And I would assume that maybe the Colts are thinking, like, hey, Reggie, the coach Correct. now. It'll just be like a veteran wide receiver in the room leading mm-hmm. the room, which is almost more important than having no, – I'm sure Reggie will be able to fucking coach and break down strategy and scheme. He was on an offense that checked literally with three seconds left on the play clock to a completely different play with what the defense was lined up as. And he played long enough where he wasn't as fast – as he once was and was able to be crafty enough to get himself wide open and break records at a different age. Now, it didn't work out in New England, but Reggie Wayne, absolute stud at wide receiver. So I'm not saying that he won't be able to coach well, but I think having a good veteran in the room is more important than anything. And I'm not, that's not just wide receiver room. I think that's mm-hmm. in every single room. A team should have a veteran that's really good. Even at the quarterback position, if you have a young quarterback, like get a veteran backup. Matt Hasselbeck had to come to grips with being a backup quarterback. And he said that was difficult because he was at Seattle, he's a starter. Tennessee, he was a starter. Then he got to the point of his career where they were like, hey, you come back up Andrew Luck. And he said, that was a little punch to the sack. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. hey, you're, no, you're no longer the starter. Your entire job is changing. And as a starter, by the way, everybody is working for you almost. Like, all right, what notes do you need from me? What film do you need from me? What do you need in this particular thing? What do you need today? You're almost working for the starting quarterback. So to take that and become a backup quarterback and adjust to a different role, much different role, much less heralded role, much less paid role, Mm -hmm. everything. It it is something like Hasselbeck helped out Andrew a lot. And he had to play meaningful snaps Mm -hmm. for us and got us like four wins, even on a Thursday night football game when I thought he was fucking dead the day of because he was the first butthole that experienced the E. coli from Chipotle. Chipotle. 
I think it was the first documented case, one of the first ones. Jeez. Yeah. Whenever they were just handing out E. coli through their chicken. Oh, and yeah. Lettuce, yeah. The yeah. Lettuce. Beans. I think it was the lettuce, lettuce or beans or something yeah. like that they were doing. Matt Hasselbeck got that. He was in the hospital, I guess, on Tuesday night. Then Wednesday during travel day, got him down to Houston. I, I just, I guess I didn't see him then. Showing up to the stadium, that Thursday night football that he was starting in relief of Andrew Luck. And there's just a carcass on the floor in a hoodie and sweats, hoodie pulled overhead like Kenny from South Park. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? What type of amateur? What's going on? Like, which I thought it was equipment manager got there on the first bus. I thought it was equipment manager that got blacked out drunk the night before and was just like in the middle of the floor in the middle of the locker room. I'm like, this is wild. This is hilarious. So I literally do like a kick test. It's fucking our starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? And he's in between IV trips. He was in the hospital, I guess. He spent, had he called, bad, bad, bad. He went out there and fucking beat the Texans. <laughs> yeah. I think at halftime he had to run in and there was a little bit of an attic situation or a basement situation. Yeah. I don't remember. Goes back out, beats the Texans. Like went on a four or five game win streak for us, which was huge. Like very huge for us. But what he taught luck, I think being a quarterback is massive and that can happen in every single room linebacker room i watched gary bracken whenever i was young he was murph was the coach great guy i think he was he was tasked with implementing what the game plan was for the linebackers from the coaches but gary during practice at practice was doing a lot of the hey you go here you go here you should do this instead of this and the individual drills which i was a part of basically every single day which was fantastic toughened me up a little bit with Hell the yeah. linebackers mm -hmm. over there dallas clark with the tight ends whenever uh i I was young, like watching him just kind of like teach the the tight ends exactly what you're doing. That's so vital, especially at the like adult mature level. So that's why I'm always a big fan of ex-players as coaches. But you're right. I think there needs to be some sort of veteran in the Indianapolis Colts wide receiver room. But unless Reggie's going to be that guy mentally for him and then Ballard's like mentally he'll be able to do it. These guys have enough talent. Hopefully you'll be able to just kind of be a win-win. That's why I kind of think um – Whoever gets Jarvis, obviously Jarvis can still fucking play football, but we've seen him on hard knocks and stuff like that. He's an incredible leader in the room. So, like, whoever gets Jarvis gets a gets all of that. Yeah, and I have no idea why he has not been linked yeah. to Indianapolis at all it's unless wild. he just said, hey, I'm not taking any calls from Indy. Mm -hmm. The weather, the, what? Great thing. Jarvis, come on. Come on. Yeah. The weather no. stinks. Weather stinks. It does. Pothole's bad. Naeem Hines has lost four tires. <laughs> not good. Jesus. Okay. He literally put out a tweet, third tire, blown, two days. I don't know how you guys do it around here in Indy. He's back in town for uh, OTAs or whatever. It has now become a fourth tire in three days or whatever. Jesus, on these puddles. They're moats out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People that like, drive around the puddles. You can't. They're everywhere. They're, it's literally just, a, it's, it's like a, a railroad track cutting through your, the, the entire lane. But it's, I don't know, three feet wide. Massive. Mm -hmm. And it's not smooth, obviously. It is no. like you're getting in there. You're going to war almost. You're tired. It's tough out here. I, I guess it's everywhere, though. Michigan people are tweeting me, oh, uh, you ain't never seen the roads in Michigan. Very bad. <laughs> it can't be worse than here. I, it's not. It is 100 times worse here. I promise. Okay, you. so you've been to Michigan. But it's, like, so bad. I didn't think in Michigan, I did not think it could get any worse. And then I moved to Indianapolis, and I remember thinking, like, okay. oh, it's worse. So we're from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, a lot of rain, yeah. weather, mm -hmm. the whole thing. We thought potholes are bad in Pittsburgh. I yeah. think everybody thinks it's uh -huh. bad. Yeah. It is nothing compared to no, Indianapolis. No, terrible. Right. And it's downtown, too. It's not just like out in the streets or communities. And everything. Right. It's like downtown. You're riding on Mars to get through the city. I mean, it is. <laughs> Everyone in Michigan says there's only two seasons in Michigan. You got winter and you got construction season. Yeah, that's fixing all the potholes. By the way, I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. Construction yeah. seasons year round. Man, that's why you always see those super nice cars in the south. Uh-huh. It's like, well, they don't have to deal with the weather, the rain, mm -hmm. but also 
you are you're blowing maybe two, three tires potentially a trip here in Indianapolis. Thousand percent. Yeah. If you're going anywhere, you got to be on your shit when you're driving around here. Big time. They said Indy 500, you know, we're in May or whatever, and this is a good, good city to be in for May because Indianapolis 500 is here. Yeah. Those drivers locked in. When you fucking take the streets of Indy, you got to be locked in. Because at any given moment, boom, AAA, you are there. Uh-huh. You're on the side of the road. And we're not talking just the, the the tire. We're talking about the wheel. Oh, yeah, the wheel well. You're done. You're talking about bending frames, these types of parts. The big difference, too, is they're on the highways here. Yes, oh, yeah. the highway they're city. They're not on the highways. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Yes. So, like, whenever you think downtown, I don't think you think of potholes in places. But also, when you're on highways, you're like, oh, shit. No, what no, is, yeah. Yo, what is that? It is. It'll get you. Potholes with construction there. So, you have, like, that. Nowhere very, to go. Yeah, exactly. Small. It's kind of, you almost either have to just eat it or risk running the person next to you off the overpass so you don't, you know, lose a tire. So, that's what we're talking about. So, if you want to keep tweeting us that we don't know potholes. <laughs> we know. Bring it. Yeah, come yeah. on down. You got, if you got things yeah. worse than downtown and your highways. Okay. They're right. giving donkey tours down to the bottom of some of these potholes. <laughs> it is. There's a little canyon. The- I believe those are called a Boros. El Burro. Good call. Wow. Wow. Happy single to my Yeah, look at you guys. Yeah, yeah, here we go. All right. All right, way go. Hey, that was Whoa. really good, Tom. Yeah. You feel good? Feel good Friday. Every once in a while, CT will move to the side and let my brain work for a second. You think it just rattles around and forgets some stories and then some days it's back in? It almost might keep you I think like, it's on like very a, new to everything. Yeah, I think it's on like a long like 20 to 30 year journey uh, before it f- fully takes over the entire brain. Oh, okay. And so it just like takes paths and like lets open like doors every once in a while. Or like let everybody know, we don't think CT is funny. No, no, not at all. It's very sure. But with that being said, some people do use it as an excuse. Michael Irvin, mm-hmm. Tone Diggs. Yeah. Bingo. Tone Diggs is OG CT. Yeah, I'm allowed. Oh yeah. Oh gee. Long time. He's been blaming CT for a long time, and it's it's almost like it's such a good. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's great out. Like there's some excuses that are just real good. Mm -hmm. Like ones that tug at the heartstring a little bit, literally and figuratively. Yeah. You know, because his heart's bad too. That's right. That's actually. On the rise. Let's Whoa. go! Hey. Since you put that cowboy hat on, change your life. Dominating caffeine, dude. No problems. Oh, really? Oh. No. Three times. That does feel like you just, you know, you tempted fate there. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. With the whole. I might my even, heart's a little bitch. I now. might even fucking try to do a Vegas bomb tonight. See what happens. What? Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, Tony. Don't do that. Don't do that. Vegas bombs were delicious there. <laughs> yeah, was, oh, they, they still are. They had great such run. a good run. Mm-hmm. They're still going? Oh, yeah. You do some sugar-free Red Bull now. I think that actually might have been uh, Tony's <laughs> advice to me at some point so that you don't have that sugar rush, you know, the next morning. Dude, when Vegas bombs made their appearance in everybody's life, just like everything else that tastes good, you know, it gets mocked and ridiculed early. I was never a person that, uh, you know, cared yeah. If it's going to taste good, I'm, I'm going to try Give me it. Oh, yeah. All right? Because a lot of this stuff does not taste good, and we're all trying to get to the same place. So if it's going to taste good, I'm going to give it a go. Vegas bombs were a delight when they came. Because mm-hmm. Jaeger bombs, I was about to Oh, yeah. Oh, Those oh, are they did not taste good ever. Yeah, they're thick. I'm waiting to try the woo-woo, because you mentioned <laughs> that, I think, earlier this year. Woo-woo had a great run. Yeah, woo-woo. I need to get a woo-woo. I think woo-woo was before Vegas bomb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah woo-woo was that before was Vegas bomb. That was OG Vegas bomb, I think Vegas bomb actually stole... Woo was from spotlight from me, yeah, in my life. I mean, just the name of the drink. I feel like if you nail the name, it's going to have a long life. And woo woo, I think, is probably why it goes back to Shinzu. Delivering a potential rest in peace, by rest the way. in yeah. peace. That was a shame when I found out he was dead. Yeah, man. crazy. Don't but there ain't sense. nothing like walking up and going, Can I get a hundred woo woos? Yeah, woo <laughs> woo. <laughs> 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 
Is it that is. is that where yeah, Super Hummin well. is that his oh. drink of choice as well? Does nope. he do the woo woo? So the woo woo, I believe, is from the internet about the uh, the tailpipe. Oh, Bob morning. Rub? Yeah, I think that's Bob your... Rub and Lil Sis. The whistles go woo woo woo. woo. I have no yeah, idea. I think, he runs the stop oh. sign. And... Yeah, I think that is the original woo woo. I don't know. Super Hummin. Might have taken it. He also loves the uh, insane clown posse. He does. Oh. So they might have. This for the Juggalos in Juggalettes. Right. Yeah. Woo, woo. Woo. I think that's from the tailpipe thing. I'm not sure, though. I thought okay. the drink was named Woo Woo because, like, the sorority girls, when they got him, were like, Woo Woo. Yeah, so that's what happened. That's Every time I ordered it, I, that was the reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, they do, probably because it tastes so damn good. Right. Mm-hmm. You gave me t- 100 of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would always try to talk me out of, you know, the entire ordering 100 of them or whatever, and then they'd mock me. It'll be worth it. And it was like, everybody's going to enjoy what we're doing here. Yeah. yeah that Screen on black. Delicious. Computer's no. working? Is that We're what we just here. said? We're that's that's here. me, sorry. Yeah. No, it's all right. Hey, listen. He's, he's battling do. back uh-huh. there. Hey, great work, people. Hey, good work, boys. We have some news, too, if we need it. Some news? We have some of the news. We do have some of the we news. We got Kyle, though, here in like a minute and a half. He walked away. He walked away. He walked away. <sighs> hey, the ability to get him on. Yeah, yeah let's go. I did not expect that. From full system failure to, ladies and gentlemen, the newest. I can't. Uh, I still can't hear you. I still can't hear you. He just sat down. That's so, not working, Z. No, that thing's still not working. So plug that back. He's in. right. He can't. Uh, yeah, no, I just it means Z. Z. That's, Z's, that's Z's thing in my yeah, ear. He's pathway. He can't be happy. It, it is not that. working. That's, nope, what, that's nope. the start of this entire thing when I was telling Nick had him muted. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, he, 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 he got back up. So whenever he gets, sits down, I'll let you know here. Oh, <laughs> Probably be popping around. This is normally what happens in my ear, by the way. Mm-hmm. As I'm talking, and AJ goes, well, don't we have a... <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, the newest member... Of the Los Angeles Chargers, who have had quite an active offseason. He joins a defense that has the likes of now Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, Derwin James. They got Bosa. Bosa. Absolute studs all over the place. What will they do next year? Can't wait to find out. Joining us now to chit-chat about his decision and what he's excited about. Friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle Van Noy. Yeah! 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 Hey, yeah, let's go! Let's go, dude! Let's go! (laughs) Hey, we're happy for you, man. Congratulations. What was the whole process like? And how did you, like, did you know the Chargers were going to be a destination at any point, or did this happen quickly? It was one of my destinations. Um, I looked at different teams that would actually fit my skill set. a place that I felt like could use um, my skills. And I actually sought out uh, multiple teams and, you know, I got some no's and some yeses and, you know, it happened to be the Chargers. It happened quickly and I'm, I'm very excited about it. They were excited. I was excited. And I think it's going to be a match made in heaven. Hey. Um, I'm going to do everything I can to bring that championship pedigree to that team. Yeah. Uh, that's something that, is uh, within me and I'm a winner and that's what I want to bring to the table there. Uh, They have really good pieces. They have really good coaches. They have really good staff behind the scenes. 
I mean, it's an amazing atmosphere there. I'm excited to get to work there. Hell yes. That sounds awesome, by the way. I'm pumped for you. You said you sought out a couple teams. Did you watch film? Did you, like, check out who needed what? And when you reach out to them, what do you say? Like, hey, listen, I think we'd be a good fit. And then when the Chargers, uh, what did you see about the Chargers that you thought would be a good fit? And do you just call Tom Telesco and say, like, hey, I think I'd be a good fit out there. Is that how that whole thing works? No, I think it's more of your agent handling all okay. those things. It's just the re it's the message that I give to my agent that's speaking on my behalf, of course, uh, because those are his circles that, you know, he does. My agent did an amazing job. Shout out Justin Soman. That's my guy. Hey, shout out. Um, shout, shout out. out. Yeah. Shout out, Justin. What up? He did, a, he did a good job, and I appreciate him, and I appreciate Tom Telesco a lot. Uh, we it got done quickly and it was it was you know awesome it was really really good uh, you know I talked to Staley for an hour on the phone I'm not going to go into detail of everything we talked about because okay. some things were personal but man what an impressive guy and I think you know the thing that stood out to me the most about him is he's super genuine what you guys see on camera when you see his interviews I mean he's been on the show multiple time with you guys. He's he's been I, I believe he's been in your stu yeah. studio right right here yeah, yeah. He, he was literally just sitting this, right there yeah same exact human the connect thing is interesting because both uh, I think he talked about it whenever we asked him about the COVID struggles you know and the protocols and he said well whenever you depend upon your connection with your players as your main thing. Whenever there's restraints and restrictions on that, you could see that as a little bit of a, a bummer. So I forget how he worded it, but it, it was at that sentence I was like, "Oh, like he tries to like he's invested in everybody, huh?" That seems to be his kind of his thing. I'm happy to hear that you guys started with an hour long conversation. Is it just a family feel over there? Is that what you're getting a sense of? Yeah, they're doing their culture there that they've created, and you know, I. I I'm now in, in that culture. It's very, very family-oriented, and that's awesome. Uh, it's awesome to be a part of an uh, organization that puts family at the, one of the top of their list right next to football. And, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting to have my little family be a part of the, the Charger gang. And we're very pumped. We're pumped because, you know, as you know, I live out there. So yeah. it's nice to be down the street, <laughs> hop in a car and go to work. Hey, I think L.A. has that as an advantage for a lot of guys going forward. The Rams have taken advantage of it, obviously. Everybody knows that in the city. But now it feels like the Chargers making real plays. This is this is so exciting to watch, I would assume, as every single Chargers fan. We would like to let the Chargers fans know that watch this show. I don't know if there's many of them or not. Hey, it's a fucking guy. Hell yeah. Hey, we are so happy for you, man. I was so pumped to hear you were going <laughs> to the Chargers, too, because they're a crew, a team that is very open with us, like the social media team, like, asks us if we need anything or want anything. Like, it feels like they get it over there, Kyle. Did you get that feeling as well? Yes, they do get it. Um, they do whatever it takes to be a championship organization. Like, you, you can tell that as soon as you walk through the building, everyone, you know, has that you could just feel the sense of urgency and everybody's hungry to win. And that's, that's how he wants it. Staley, that goes all the way up to the owner. They, they want to win and they're doing whatever it takes to win. And uh, they're getting a group of men together that I'm excited for this, cha this challenge. Uh, obviously we got to go through the gauntlet of uh, the AFC West. You know, that starts with the chiefs. They're, they're the champion of, 
that division, and we got to go and compete against them. The Raiders have gotten better. The Broncos have gotten better. So we got our hands full, but we're going to focus on what we're going to do, and we're going to try to play winning football, uh, offense, defense, and special teams. It's really fun to be a part of a group of men that are so hungry and so eager. It's awesome to be in a building like that. That's awesome. You can feel it when you're walking through, and then the hour-long convo, and then now it's almost like, let's get to work. Where are you guys at? Is it OTAs right now? No. Is Chargers in the middle of No, phase two. It's phase two. Okay, how is it? What is it? What is the building like over there? I didn't even think about because they're not sharing a building with the Rams, right? They have their own facility. Where's the? Fa- yeah, they have their own facility. I think the Rams are up in Thousand Oaks, and we're down in Costa Mesa. So you know, they're up there. We're down there. You know, you know <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's good. It's a really good facility. It's a really good feel. Uh, I'm excited to get to work there. Excited to get to know the guys. I mean. My my first reach out was, of course, Khalil Mack uh, being in the same draft class as him, getting to know him and being able to play with somebody like that who has a chip on his shoulder and wants to win. Uh, He's been in Chicago and we know how it's been there. I'm not going to be oh. dis- disrespectful to Chicago. Aaron Rodgers already does that. Oh, oh, I love Chicago. Great food. Great food. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Beautiful. The Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, the lake. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Um, Khalil Mack, yourself, you guys are old now. You know, you're an old man now. But it feels no, we're not. We're not old. We're experienced. Woo! Hell yeah! We're experienced. I don't want. I don't want. I think a lot of people see you're you're trying. You're in the media section, and no, you're no. getting to a bunch of the haters who are no, saying like, no. "I could be washed up. No. I'm getting old and slow." No, but I cannot wait. I cannot wait to play. I am so excited because I got a big chip on my shoulder, as you know. Um, I'm going to fit right into this group. Everybody's got a chip on their shoulder, but I got a lot to prove still. Uh, and everybody thinks that I can't play out, outside of New England for some reason. And I can't wait. I can't wait to prove all the people in my life right that bet on me like you guys out there. I know you guys are, you know, huge supporters of me and I can't I cannot wait to prove you guys right. Man, it's almost like I knew that response would come if I said that, you know. Uh-huh. You know, whenever yeah. you said, oh, you're in the media world, haters. <laughs> yeah, it's always like, listening to you talk right there, I bet you Tom Telesco and Staley heard that same speech, and they were like, let's fucking get this guy in the building. Yeah. He's a champion, and he's more driven than it seems like, and like it's your first year trying to prove everybody wrong. Like, I'm excited to watch you, Kyle. I know oh, somebody's yeah. going to miss you. I do you. feel like a rookie, bro. I, I, I do feel like it. I'm learning a system. I'm learning all new people. I got to get the trust of my teammates. Like I know all of those things, but I want I want to win and I want to do everything I can to get that trust and get the coaches trust and all that. And be it. I'm a Charger, so I'm ready to go. You know who's gonna miss you, Boston Connor. Go ahead. Yeah, Kyle, from me and I think all Patriots fans. You know, thank you for your service thank to New you, England Kyle. and also you know good luck in LA with the Chargers. But how did that whole thing kind of end? Because I feel like it took me off guard and a lot of other fans. We didn't think we'd see you with another team. We thought you'd be back for another year. Were you surprised at all, or was that just something you kind of knew? Uh, yeah, I. I mean, I. Yeah, I had a feeling just because how people were moving behind the scenes there. But, you know, the one thing I I love about that place is uh, the respect that Bill has for me and the respect that I have for Bill. Uh, Being communicative about it, being honest and upfront, 
whether I agree with it or not, you know, you, I, I just believe in my ability as a football player and everywhere I've gone, I've made a defense better. And every time I've left, they've gotten worse. But that's that's another story, you know. Um, but I do respect him. I do respect the Patriot organization. Um, I love RKK. He's been wonderful to my family. You know, I'll, I'll always be a, a Patriot. There's no denying that. But I'm definitely a Charger and I'm, I hope I hope to be putting a Charger symbol right up to the Patriots because I want to be remembered as both. How many more years do you think? Have you even thought about that? Are you just in the middle of still grinding and playing? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I, I get that asked a lot. And obviously the the end is near, but I still got enough juice, man. I got I got a lot of juice left. Um, I'm still hungry. I get up and I I love I love proving my family right, and I love proving haters wrong. I still like talking trash at practice. Um, I, I love. I, <laughs> it's funny. I'll tell a quick story because I know you have uh, somebody from TVG next. I, I don't know his name. Mike. But, Mike. Uh, you don't give out any Mike, winners. Sorry. You don't give any winners. You're a winner. Mike doesn't give any winners. I'm sorry about it. But I'll tell you a quick story. So it was in the middle of the season in uh, New England, and you know how the weather gets. It gets a little cold, and I, I started to sense a little sluggish during 7-on-7, seven seven and, yeah, you, you guys know how I get sometimes. I started talking trash to Matt, get a little, little feathers under the skin, talking trash to Hunter Henry, and then we got back and forth, and I still love that. I, I love mixing it up with the guys and – I think they'll tell you that I they they love mixing it up with us, and I, I know I bring that energy at practice. I want to bring it every day because you know how the grind gets. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to monotonous. You know, you know, put the head down and work. But I try to bring that level of intensity each and every day, and and I still enjoy the game. I still love it, and it's given me a lot. And I hope to continue to give back as much as I can. And I want to pass down the knowledge I have too. Yeah, I think that's when this stage of the career really becomes awesome. I think a lot more fulfillment starts coming whenever you see a young guy, as opposed to maybe like competition with a young guy. It almost feels like fulfillment when you see a guy accomplish something. It's cool because your resume is already made. You're going to be great in the media, obviously. We already know that. Hell of a gamer. Hey, oh, yeah. Hell of a gamer, you know. So that's probably why people ask you about the future so much. But like from the sounds of it, your competitive stamina and your competitive juices will not let you quit doing something where you're going to have to keep, you know, daily focus and daily grind on. That's awesome. How's Mac Jones' shit talking? Pretty good, I heard. <laughs> it's good. It needs some work. It needs some work. He, he's, he's got a couple dad jokes in there. I know he's not a dad, but, you know, there, there's yeah, the yeah. dad joke flavors in there. Um, but he, he is pretty good. I, I like how witty he is. Sometimes it it catches you off guard. So I, I love Mac. I actually believe in Mac. Uh, I sent him a nice uh, message the other day about I appreciate him and you know who he is as a person. I I really believe in him and I think he's going to be great. I hope he has this supporting cast um, 
to support him. That's for sure because he needs it. Yeah, he's going to be a player. It feels like he was like a 60-year-old man. So I think that's why the dad jokes make sense to all of us. <laughs> yeah. Because none of it made sense with how calm he was in all these situations. It was like this guy is like a 90-year-old. We weren't even talking about him like he was a rookie quarterback towards the end of the year. No. He was being compared with like everybody else. It was like, who's having a good rookie? Is it Justin Fields having – he's having some glimpses of greatness there. Trevor Lawrence, we saw some plays that looked really good. And everybody, and then Connor would always be like, well, fucking Mac. Though. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, Mac. Sorry about that. I completely yeah, forgot yeah. about Mac. Uh, Ty, go ahead, pal. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of broadcasting, hold on. One thing I will say. Speaking of Mac, I also want people to also think about David Mills for just one second. Yes. And I know everyone's like, "What, Dougie?" Um, <clears throat> I want. I want you to look at his play of his rookie year and his completions and touchdown ratio to Mac Jones. Very similar. And I don't think people have hit on that enough. Of the progress David Mills has shown down in Texans. That's that's my broadcasting skills right there. Because you're doing some film studies. <laughs> wow. This one you were looking at what teams could be good for you. You were like checking out what teams were, and then you saw old Dougie Davis Mills, and you're like, oh, they actually got a guy down here. How did you find out? You know, I I, I try to watch everybody. I try to you know when I hold my Pop Warner team for my son, whenever that is, or whatever city I am and hold a Pop Warner team. I'm writing down all the plays that I see. I'm stealing from the Chiefs. I'm stealing from Josh McDaniels. I'm stealing from TB12. I'm writing all of my offensive coordinator skills down. And so I, I try to pay attention to everything. I try to see where the trends are going. Try, I, I just love football. I love staying up on it. Um, I try to shout out guys that go unseen because that's how I feel like my career has been. People that know football yeah. know I, I can play, but there's a lot of people in the media that kind of overshadow players a little bit more than, you know, most. So I just want to shout out guys that are flying under the radar that have been really, really successful, and I think he's going to be up and coming one. That a baby Davis Mills down there with Lovey Smith. Go ahead, Tom. Kyle, when you were looking at teams – did you look anywhere that had under 60 degrees for an average temperature, or did you say mostly yeah, yeah. Nevada, California, uh, yeah, uh-huh. Texas, you know, Texas Arizona, Louisiana, Saints are Louisiana. it's hot down there? But- yeah, I think a big big part of it was looking at three, four teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like with my skill set, I'm I'm ten, I'm I'm wanting to rush more. I feel like in 19, that was probably you could say that was my most successful season. That was when I was pass rushing the most. Um, I was at the league high of uh, pressures that year. I mean, my percentage rate, I, I saw a stat the other day that it's 13.3%, and Woo! Joey Bosa is at 15%. Oh, so, like, I know I can get after the quarterback, and it's kind of been overshadowed because I do a lot of different things and uh, makes me valuable. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to be able to get after the quarterback, especially – with the D line we have, I mean Mac and Bosa, what? Yeah. And we got Tillery, we got Sebastian, and then Johnson. Bye. I mean, Bye. hey, well, congratulations, enjoy it. We can't wait to watch it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Get back to dad life. I, I appreciate you taking time to chat Feel here. Good Friday. Feel good. Hey! Hey, we appreciate the hell out of you, ladies and gentlemen, and newest member of the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, multiple-time Super Bowl champion, Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, no AJ Hawk.
Yeah, of course. Say what is this show's deal? It's supposed to be a feel-good Friday. We have full system failure. We get back in three minutes. That surprised all of us. Thought that was yeah. going to be a 30, 45-minute thing. We're yeah. going to figure out how we're going to keep the energy going. What are we going to talk about when we come back? Zito fix it in three minutes. Oh, my God. Feel-good Friday oh, is back. Here we go. Cal Van Noy joins us. Great conversation. Awesome. He's pumped to be a charger. Feel-good Friday goes yeah. into a two-minute break. I sprint to go to the bathroom. About a minute 45 piss. Okay, I've been holding that for a while. Two-minute mm-hmm. break. You do the math. Put yeah. it back in right in time. Feel good Friday. Here we go. Hour two starts. I go, okay, let's get to this. Zito goes, no, AJ Hawk. Oh, Jeez. my God. It's it, is he supposed guy. to be on? A lot of adversity here on this feel good. Yes, he's supposed to be on. Facebook I face him like four times. And text him. Oh, no. What's this guy doing? Search party for A.J. Hawk. (laughs) He's finally supposed to design our goddamn gym, and he's gone missing. Of course. File a missing persons report for a man with the biggest jaw in Ohio. Stuck under a bench or something? He said, you're only two bad decisions away from your life changing completely. Yeah. He did say that. He did say that. He doing well, didn't he say yesterday, like, on the show uh, regarding NIL, like, he got a deal from Uncle Wexy, but what the part of it was, like, with the $3 million he got, anytime Uncle Wexy called, he had to report to him immediately, so maybe that happened. Oh, it's you owe me a favor. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. That's what you're saying? Yeah. That's a, you owe me down the road. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'll do this thing for you right now that might feel really good at the time, but... You're going to do something terrible for me down the road. Mm -hmm. And I will come, Colin. And when I do, you're answering. (laughs) Every time. Could you imagine that? I I am right now with AJ. Look, Zito's on his own phone now. Zito is on his own. Zito's hitting the phones. (laughs) Do we need a search party for this guy? What's going on here? Where's Axel? Yeah, we call Axel. Well, what if Axel's holding his dad hostage up there? Should I call Bobby? Poop in a bag. I don't know if Bobby Carpenter knows. Where the fuck is AJ? Bobby's teaching class. Maybe, maybe Lady Hawk. We get Lady Hawk on the phone. I mean, we talked to him. Today he answered a FaceTime, yeah. too. He was just fine and dandy this yeah. morning. See, he was wearing a rowback working on. Yeah. Wow. I saw him on a little trampoline. He was doing his little dancing thingy. Oh, no. He was getting ready. Oh, no. I mean, what's this guy doing? Did he fall down the stairs? Hopefully not. Yeah, I mean. Suffered his first concussion, maybe. Oh, yeah. No. Possible. Maybe he's having tech issues too. Someone's trying to take us all down. Oh, he always has tech well, issues. Well, it's fun to work, wouldn't it? You'd think. Oh. Where are you? What's going on? You all right? I'm ready. It's not ringing on my uh, computer. You're alive, though. Good. Oh, Jeez. Thank Jeez. God. Good. Tell, Z, tell Z it's not ringing on my computer. All right. He heard you. You're on the microphone. Call, call us. Okay. Yeah. I'll be there in no time. My call us. Great connection. Call us. This guy. Good lord. <laughs> He's all right, though. Was he at the bookcase? Yeah, he was at the bookcase. Okay. Earphones him. in. He never is more mad than when stuff like this happens. Yeah. If the show looks bad or sounds bad, he just, ah, you know, <laughs> freaks yeah. out. I'm, I'm tired. He, he'll send me other people's clips that potentially <laughs> have terrible audio mm-hmm. or terrible video and, and then sends it to me and says, could you imagine putting something like that out? <laughs> <laughs> and I tell him all the time, like, hey, people have not been complimentary of our audio at times. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't want to make it sound like we're being too hypocritical here. And do you hear the shit we talk about? Like we're putting out maybe more offensive stuff than oh, yeah. bad audio <laughs> or video stuff just in 
when it comes to terms oh. of quality out there. He's like, yeah, but at least it looks good. At I mean, a lot of screenshots of AJ like with his eyes closed, frozen, and stuff like that. You know, he, he's no he's no stranger to this. So Zito, what's going on? He's not calling you now. Uh, he said he's rebooting his computer. This now. guy. Oh. I mean, come on. <laughs> Don't this say. This guy. Well, well, well. I, told him I thought he fell down the stairs. I Every day, same too. time, <laughs> same time. Normally, it's earlier on Fridays. He's been working out for eight hours a day. Maybe he could come in and check that stuff before the show. Yeah, this morning I caught him in the coming back home from dropping the kids off at school. We need to finish my workout from earlier. Mm -hmm. Good God. He's re-warming up. Oh, that means he had a hell of a morning. What's going on? What? What do you mean? What do you mean, what? It's 107. What time does 1 o'clock meeting start? <laughs> hey, I've been here waiting, man. Hold on, I'm trying to get my computer. Stop calling me on here. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is my fault. Obviously. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. This fucking guy. Unbelievable. Has any? Let's go, fence. Some people. AJ's not here, but Tyler in Pennsylvania is. What's going on, Tyler? Oh, uh, not too much. What's up in your world, Pat? Well, AJ Hawk is dodging work today. I, yeah, I don't know per usual. We thought he was dead. We were worried. We almost had a moment of silence for this guy. Turns out he's just hanging. I was out. trying to give him. I was trying to give him props for teaching me about uh, poop under my fingernails. My seven-year-old fucking loved it. Ah, he's got poop, poop, poop in his fingernails, poop in his fingernails. Yeah, that's poop, a seven-year-old song. Poop. That is for seven-year-old Tyler. That's why when AJ decided that was his first thought about music, that's why it was a little bit alarming. But there's a lot of, you know, signs of red flags of things with AJ Hawk. Today, he's just trying to skip work. Tyler, what do you want to talk about, Tyler? Hey, you know what, man? I was curious if anybody like Trayvon Walker or like Aiden Hutchinson coming up in the NFL, if they knew they were the shit, do you think they would try to uh, downplay how good they are so they could order, avoid a shitty team like the Jags and the fucking Detroit Lions? Ty Tyler, great question. Michael Irvin said he did that, actually. Yeah. Michael Irvin said that he would. He was telling the Green Bay Packers that if they draft him, he's going to go back to school. So don't waste a draft pick, even though it was a higher draft pick than ultimately Dallas was, because he didn't want to go to the cold-ass town. Yep. Not that he want to go to a bad place. He said, I'm not going to Wisconsin. Like, that <laughs> yeah. was not happening. So I believe it probably has happened in the past. Nowadays, I don't think anybody's going to try to sabotage themselves mm -hmm. to move down to the draft because the amount of millions. Hey! Millions that separate between each pick nowadays is vast. Joining us live from an attic in Ohio, is this our rain? Yeah, oh, yeah. it's oh, unbelievable. It's hard. It's pouring. Okay. I thought that was Tyler in his car, and I thought he was potentially <laughs> driving in like a tin can Jeep, <laughs> Jeep <laughs> Wrangler. I thought he was in a Jeep. I honestly was like, no, just our, our roof. That's our tin can. Yeah. Jeez, God, classic our tin con. Joining us now. By the way, it was not our fault that we could not connect with this guy. Obviously, he could hear the rain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've had issues in the past what with the system do? earlier. Right. It was definitely this guy's fault. Live in Ohio, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, A.J. Hawk. Yay! What's up, Chuck? Hey, what's up? Yeah, I, uh, of course, it was my fault. I was sitting here, and I was wondering why you weren't calling because my phone is on silent because I'm a professional here, and I don't want to interrupt the program. So I was sitting here thinking you guys were late, and then I checked. Realized everyone thought I was dead, so I had to go and, and fix the problem. What was the problem? You had a software update bug thing like we did? <laughs> I, I've been shutting that software update thing down for months and months. Oh. Thousands of thousands of dollars worth. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we appreciate you joining us. We did think you were dead. Did you hear how worried we actually were, genuinely were? We sent out a search party yeah. at one point. I just saw the text. I think Phil texted me. He said, are you all right? And Zito and I think you, everyone. I'm like, geez, what happened? How long have I been not on there? Well, normally you'd show up on time for work. That's yeah. right. We're five um, minutes out calling Bobby. It's on me. 
That's not a hawk thing. You know what I mean? That's, that's not a hawk. Right, that's on me. I apologize to, to the hawk family name and my parents and brothers. <laughs> About time. As you there, should. There you go. With all the rain I picked. Which, by the way, with how you reacted there, with us bringing up what you just did, like, that's why we were so worried. There's no way AJ would want to disappoint his entire name and his no, family. No, no, no. Of course not. And his kids. He wouldn't want to have this be something that his kids see. Oh, dad shows up seven minutes late to work. Right. Oh, anybody could do that. that. AJ, I knew that was going to be the case. That's why we were so worried about you, pal. It's good to know. Thank you guys for, for caring and assuming I was dead. But, yeah, it was good. I'm glad I'm here. Uh, joining us now. Go ahead, tell me <laughs> no, what you're saying. No, no, no. <laughs> joining us now is a man who is right on time. Always. Always, Always on time. Especially whenever it comes time to talk ponies. This weekend, the biggest race in the land is happening in Ooh. horse racing. The Kentucky Derb. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Live from Louisville, Churchill Dines. Shout out to Jack Harlow, who just released his newest album, Three Bangers on there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Two, three bangers on there. My songs? Nailed. Uh, ten. Do a lipo. Shout out. The one where he samples the old school Neotech. stuff. Drake has a good verse in there. Yeah. He's got a he's got a little Wayne on a song, but it's okay. not a it's not a oh, it's no. a it's, it's a, a love. I got a shot. Three. I like that one. I got shots a good one. Mm -hmm. Harleazy in there, not bad. Glamorous song. Anyways, that's happening this weekend in Jack Harlow's hometown. Uh huh. Uh, the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Joining us from the Kentucky Derby, a man who has been covering horses for his entire life, knows everything about them. Has yet to give us a winner, but maybe that changes today. Hell yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, TVG Mike. Yeah! Oh, my God. You look so cool right now, dude. Well, it's, it's Oaks Day, so I had to wear the pink for the ladies. It's like the derby for the Phillies, right? So the three-year-old Phillies are going poster. So it's kind of like a, it's like a theme. You know, you got you to gotta wear the pink. Okay, Philly female horse. Uh, yeah, Philly female horse. Got it. Today, You're all, an expert. What today, am I here for? Well, listen. <laughs> listen, that is, I want to let you know, some people have brought up your record on this particular show, TVG Mike. I have always combated that, and I said, hey, but when he starts talking ponies, uh -huh. that guy knows the lingo. He knows the stories. Maybe we just listen to all the background on all the ponies and make our own decisions as opposed to maybe TVG Mike. This year, is there a flat-out winner? Everybody knows who's going to win the big race in the Derby, or do you think there's going to be quite a battle here? It's the deepest derby we've seen in years. Oh, I mean, this feels yeah, hot right. bottom. Jeez. Don't say it. It, it is. I'm I, look, if you want to just go right to the like right to the hoop of the horse, there's a horse named Epicenter who won the Louisiana Derby and set a track record of doing it. And after that race, everyone thought he was going to be a layup to be the, the favorite and probably a shorter price than he's going to be. And that was basically everyone's top notch horse. And then the Toyota Bluegrass Sticks happens a couple weeks later, and a horse named Zandon for Chad Brown. Goes weaving in and out of horses, comes from way off the pace, wins spectacularly, and then all the buzz at Louisville was Zandon, Zandon, Zandon. When they do entries, they make Zandon the morning line favorite at three to one, and they put Epicenter at seven to two. So those are the two horses that are you know going to be most highly regarded. But it's just, it's such a crazy group of horses. There is a horse out here in California named Taba who's just a stone cold freak. But the way he won, he wasn't supposed to do it. He won a race called the San Anita Derby in just his second career start, which is absolutely unheard of. No one had ever seen it before. So nobody knows if he can do that again because he wasn't supposed to do what he did in the first place. But if you want to talk about just raw talent and ability, I mean, this horse is like off the charts talented, but there's, there's no seasoning, there's no foundation. So nobody knows what the hell he's going to do. They put him at 10 to 1 on the morning line. He could get bet down to 3 to 1. He could go off to 12 to 1. Nobody, and anybody who's been following the sport their whole life like me, has no idea what to do with him. His name's Taba. He's freakishly good, and he's a monster <laughs> price. So that he's he's the one that nobody really knows what to do with. 
Okay, so whenever you start thinking about trying to pick a winner, and you just said the table had no seasoning, none of that, does that all come from training? Follow-up, good transition, this guy's a host. Bob Baffert, not allowed to be there, but some guy that's never coached a horse before is running Bob Baffert's horses. Is that kind of an ipso facto? Should we automatically assume that those horses are probably going to win because that whitehead man knows how to get the ponies ready for Churchill Downs? So it's funny you say it. So Taba, the horse I just mentioned, another horse named Messier, like Mark Messier, actually named after the hockey player, um, both coming out of the same race. They were both trained by Bob Baffert. So he fought the whole suspension in court for months and months and months. And then finally they ruled on it about February that the Medina Spirit was DQ'd from last year's derby. And then he had to start serving a suspension about a month ago. So he dispersed his horses to other trainers. But Tim Yachtin is now the trainer of record. He's training the horses. Tim Yachtin's been training horses for 30 years as well. Oh, he used okay. to work for Bob Baffert. Yeah. He was his assistant. Tim Yachtin's won Breeders' Cup races. He's an excellent horseman. Okay. So, look, yes. does it make a difference? I think it does make a small difference, but it's not like they, they gave the reins to, to me or some Yahoo that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Okay. He's, he's, he's a hell of a horseman. And, look, you know, a loaded gun is dangerous in anyone's hand. What that horse did in the Standing Day Derby, what both those horses did in the Standing Day Derby, was just sensational. So, Messier and Taba, those are the two Baffert horses that got sent to other barns to qualify for the Derby, and now they're running. But both of them are definitely live. I mean, they can definitely win. The barn matters. The barn matters. It does. Mike, how many horses in this race? Like, Okay, how many horses are scheduled to run in the Derby? So, they, they cap the field at 20. And 20 is a ridiculously large field for a horse race anyway. Most races in any other walk of life are going to be capped at 14 horses in the U.S. But for the Derby, since it's the Derby, they go 20. So, um, and there's like a whole racing series where you get points awarded on victories and bigger races in order to make the starting gate. And so every year you start with, you know, 20,000 horses are born in a certain year. By the time they get to three-year-olds, only 20 of them make the Derby. So it's an arduous process to whittle that down. Most years, you can throw out half the field. You can say 10 of these horses. That's what I wanted to say. How many, how many legit have a 0% chance of winning? <laughs> Most years, you can say half the field doesn't have a chance. And, and you can figure it out. This year, I don't know that you can say that. I mean, there's horses. So a horse that I'm going to bet, um, he's my top pick. But ah, here we go. Ah, this is it, Mike. This is on record. All right. It, his name is Cyberknife. He's 20-1 oh. to 1 on the morning line. Oh, he won the Arkansas... Yeah, he won the Arkansas Derby, which is a $1.25 million prep race, which Ooh. should be one of the biggest prep races. But the immediate reaction, and I was there, I was in Arkansas when I covered it, my immediate reaction was I didn't see the Derby winner today. But then when the Thurograph Sheets came out, the buyer speed figures came out, and all the different numeric quantifications that us racing dorks use, he actually stood pretty high in the saddle compared to some of the other competition. So his pattern, he should run his best race. The other thing about Cyberknife is, He's been a really tough horse for Brad Cox to train. Brad Cox, champion trainer. He actually won the Derby four months ago because his horse was second when the Baffert horse got DQ'd. So he's actually won a Derby before technically. Uh, great trainer. But he had a really hard time with this horse because he was immature. He was really goofy. He wouldn't do what he was supposed to do. They couldn't figure out how to get him to put it all together. And in the Arkansas Derby, he finally did that. He finally pulled it all together. So with him kind of improving at the right time, he's 20-1. to 1. People are, people are fading the horses in the Arkansas Derby. They say, yeah, I don't think they're going to be that good. But I actually think at 20-1, to 1, he's, got, he's got a great chance. You're talking about these horses like they're trained like they're big dogs. Is that, is that what happens? <laughs> like, is that the extent? Can, do the horses hard to – like breaking a horse. What's that, a wild horse that ha happens that comes in, gets broken, and then – how does this yeah. – when they're training them, 
what do you mean by not being able to put it all together? Like, well, he gets his front legs going, but he just can't get his back legs or he doesn't want to buy in. Like, what do you mean in that whole process? Yeah, basically, that's it. I mean, basically what it is, is you got to train these horses to one, figure out, you know, how to run. Uh, they all know how to run. It's natural, but you have to figure they have to figure out how to run with the jockey in the saddle. They have to figure out how to run with, um, you know, run turning left. They, I mean, it's all these things that you kind of it looks really easy, but they also don't know where the finish line is. Right. You got to teach them that. They also don't know they're supposed to be in front of horses. You got to teach them that they don't know they're you know, they're you get them when they're a yearling turning two. It's a whole process of trying to get them to learn the game. And some of them just pick it up like that. Some of them are super smart. Some of them are like they just take a longer time. They, they what we call green, like they're just green behind the. They, they just don't know what they're doing. They they're goofy. They're going in and out. There's another horse that's like I think they're outlaws. Yeah. I think those yeah. horses are outlaws. I don't think they're immature. I think those horses are like stop telling me what to do. <laughs> well, no, a lot of them are, and a lot of the great horses have these super like tough personalities. Yeah. That um, you know, they're they're really. I don't know how to. I don't know how to like make a, a human equivalent, but. They're just stubborn, and they're going to do what they want to do. They're smart, and they figure it out, but you're going to do it on their terms. They're, they're live animals. They're not machines. I like these Every horse is different. <laughs> it's more art than science. So, And that's the beauty about the Kentucky Derby. The reason this is the most famous race is because everything about it is new to these horses. It's the first time they're ever going to go this distance, right? A mile and a quarter is like the classic distance for a racehorse. And all these horses are developing. These are three-year-olds, so they're not polished professional athletes. They're more like more like college level athletes right who are still developing and figuring their game out and this race just had so much prestige it just became this animal onto itself but all of these horses they've never gone the distance they've never been in a field this big most of them have never been in front of a crowd like this there's 150,000 people at the racetrack so all of these things are new so the mental acuity some people don't like a horse that's green or is immature not figuring it out but sometimes those horses put it all together and when they do the talent is there so with a horse like Cyberknife he finally put it together and he's got the talent. So people are going to fade him because they don't really like that race. They don't like what he was doing before and how difficult he was. But I kind of see it as he's coming together. You've got one of the best trainers in the world that finally figured this horse out. He's coming into the Derby last year. He had two horses in the Derby. They both ran their career best races in the Derby. They finished second and third. It was essential quality. And then Mandaloon who ended up winning by virtue of the disqualification on Medina spirit. So you have a trainer that knows how to get these horses to peak at the very right time which is the Derby. And so that's really what I'm playing on. Badass kid, Cyberknife. Give me that. I, mm-hmm. I like the outlaw, you know, and, and normally the outlaw, when the lights come on, out of sheer not having to explain themselves for not doing well, probably going to perform their Hell best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something you just said there that I just learned the other day. As somebody that has gambled on the Derby, I feel like every single year of my life almost at this point since becoming an adult, I didn't know I'm not deep enough into horse things and I'll get attacked and roasted for this probably because this is common knowledge and, if you listen to the entire fucking broadcast, you probably hear it. And I don't do that. I had no idea that this was like college, like you just said. Bruce said they're at their peak when they're like, what was it, four to six or something mm-hmm. like that? I had no yeah. idea. I assumed the Kentucky Derby Super Bowl, hey, this is where the best horses in their prime are. That's not the case at all, right? No, actually, the Super Bowl comparison or the NBA Finals or the World Series, that's Breeders' Cup, right? That's what happens in November, last time I was on. And by the way, you, you want to fade me for not giving you a winner. Don't you have one of Max Player's owners in there? Ask yeah. him what went wrong. Bro, <laughs> yeah. he didn't even know Max Player was racing today. So, I mean, listen, this horse community is something. 
I'll tell you. Everybody suffered in that yeah. first year. It is a, it is a, he didn't even know. He gave us an entire diatron. Mm-hmm. By the way, you guys mentioned, mentioning similar ponies. I don't, know if yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you're dabbling in the same barn or not, but the same, same ponies being mentioned. And then he found out like five minutes before post or something. He's like, oh, shit, my horse is wrong. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. It's like, how'd you not? He was so focused on the big race. Though. Yeah, yeah. Was that race 13? Well, he, he, uh, the Oaks today is race 11, and the Derby tomorrow is race 12. So neither of them are 13. <laughs> right yeah. around it, though. Yeah, I got it. Uh, are these, no, you're, you're all over it, though, Pat. Is this like bottom of the card? So say it's like um, WrestleMania or say it's like a boxing event where there's a main event marquee and then the card, you know, is filled. Is that what all these races are? Like these horses weren't good enough to get into the Derby or is it different ages, different brackets? What is it? It's all of that. Yeah, you're, you're, you're totally right. So it's two of the biggest days of racing of the year. And, you know, racing has different divisions, right? It's just like it's like wrestling or boxing or anything like that. You have different weight classes. Well, this you have different age classes. You'll have different surfaces. Horses run on surf. Horses run on dirt. Uh, we have what's called sprint races. Those are one-turn races that are less than a mile. You have distance races, which are over a mile. And so you kind of, horses become specialists in all that. Now, the races today and tomorrow, you do have some of the undercard races that are lower-level horses. But every race after that, after like race five or six today, is going to be what we call a stakes race. And that's going to be the highest caliber of horses at that race. So you're going to have a lot of horses that are looking to have campaigns. I mean, you'll see horses today that are campaigns might take them to the end of the year and get, you know, end of the year honors, take them to the Breeders' Cup, win Eclipse Awards, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, really, if you're if you're a degenerate like me, it's like Christmas. You just sit there with your form and just gamble away your kid's life savings and then, you know, break it to your daughter she's going to state school. <laughs> well, especially with the way you pick winners. If yeah. it's anything you're on this show or whatever. But the TVG app in the TVG yeah. channel is awesome. These next couple of days around horsing. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, Mike, the uh, the Oaks today, five uh, 5.50, I believe, is the uh, post time. I'm looking at Echo Zulu. Uh, Joel Rosario's on, on the Philly today. Who, who do you like in the Oaks today? My, my 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 best one of my best bets of the day is Secret O because she's a monster. She I was at, I I was spent a lot of time in Arkansas this summer. They also sent me to Dubai and Florida and and, and Lexington. Don't get me wrong, it, I wasn't you know asking to be in Hot Springs for six months. But, whoa, whoa, um, the life TVG on the road. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So nice. Secret O, so Secret O's affiliate. You'll see something special from her today. I really believe it. She's trained by D Wayne Lucas, who at eighty six years old is still the coolest guy at the racetrack. He set all kinds of records in his heyday of training. He's won like three derbies, 14 triple crown races total. He was like, he set the earnings record year after year after year. Uh, they call him the coach. He's the greatest guy ever. He had this filly. She was just absolutely crushing. She was so good. They ran her in the Arkansas Derby. Now, in the, now the horse I like is the horse that in the Kentucky Derby is the horse that won the Arkansas Derby. She was third in there. You could make the case she was best that day. If you go out and watch that race, it was nuts. She had a little bit of trouble out of the gate. She didn't settle in. And then the ride for Luis Contreras, I don't want to throw too much shade at this jockey, but it was a very indecisive ride. Oh, he kept her whoa, way too whoa. wide. Down she was a little, Jeez. Yeah, she Jeez. was a little too far back. And then he made this move that there was no way she could sustain. He made a move on her. She passed the, almost the entire field like they were standing still around the turn. But she launched it so far back, she would have had to sustain it. For probably you know more than a half a mile, probably five eighths of a mile, which it's is not impossible. style. That's not how she Can't runs. And she's and she still managed to hang on for third. She's so game. And now they're like, okay, we're gonna look at the Oaks. I don't know how they put her at six to one in the morning line. Right. There's a couple of horses in there that Nest is gonna go favored. Kathleen O is gonna get some money. I think Echo Zulu. Here's here's my my caution. Is that Echo a call Zulu. sign? I, Mm-hmm. That's a call sign. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Papa like Alpha that. Tango is Boom. my name. Mm-hmm. What do you know? Yours. No, uh, 
Majestic Johnson. Wow, hey, feel good about it. Feel good about it. That's why this guy's been uh, around the world. Now, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry yeah. about that. I interrupted you. No, anyway. So, but, but the Echo point Zulu. being that, yeah. So, Echo Zulu. My 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 caution with her is that there's two things. One, Steve Asmussen's her trainer. I have seen him use stakes races to get horses ready for a big race. So she might just be coming up to a big one. Oh. She was okay in Louisiana. I think they were expecting more because she was such a hot shot as a two-year-old. But that was her three-year-old debut. If I'm judging that last race, I, I don't know that she's gotten any better from her two-year-old year. And what happens is a lot of precocious two-year-olds, they're just precocious and they get better than everyone else sooner. And then the rest of the field catches up. So I think that's the case. The problem is Steve Asmussen, he's one of the greatest trainers of all time. He's won over 10,000 races. He doesn't get his horses cranked up to win off a layoff 100%. And he'll use a stakes race to get them to 100% fitness. So she could be coming into the Kentucky Oaks peaking. But she's going to get bet, and I'm going to bet against her because of that. So I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually fading a little bit against uh, wow. Echo Zulu. But I just I think wow. she's secret oath. I think Jeez. she's I think she's the next level filly. I think you're gonna see her romp in the oaks and then they're gonna be tempted to run her against boys again, maybe in the preakness or something down the line. I think she's that good. We're talking to a man named Mike wearing pink for the Phillies oh, down yeah. at mm -hmm. Churchill's Don. He works for Tango Victor Golf. Uh, which is yeah. a horse network. Uh -huh. and <laughs> Drop another button, Mike. You look good. Yeah, you do. You do look good. Let the chest fly a little bit. Is anybody yeah, wearing? What are you guys drinking yeah. on? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. There it is. You got glasses? Uh, we, it, it's, we're, we're drinking bourbon because it's the law. Right. Right. Uh, um, I, look, I know it's the official drink of the Kentucky Derby. I don't recommend the mint julep. They're terrible. Really yeah. We all, agree, no. we all agree. We all agree. We all agree. That's terrible. By the way, I'm supposed to do stuff for marketing. Otherwise, they're going to fire me. Um, if you uh, sign up for a new TVG account, because this is the time to do it, Spurs. they're giving you a $200 risk-free bet. Go to TVG.com. It was on the website or download the TVG app. Oh, shit. But Boom. the best thing is the best thing is the money back special, because for someone like me who tends to go broke in the first five races, then I'm crying when my picks win in race number 9, 10, 11. They're running the, uh, the money back special, which means if your horse finishes second or third, you bet a horse to win. They finish second or third, you get money back. You get refund of that bet up to uh, $10. So okay. that's actually good because oh, they're running that. They're running that the rest of the race is at Churchill today through the Oaks. And then tomorrow uh, they're running it one, two, three, four, seven, and then 12, which is the Kentucky Derby. So check that out. So those are so now marketing can't fire me. HR doesn't have a complaint, <laughs> even though I'm swearing on live television. It's not my network. So who fucking cares? Hey, oh, yeah. Bingo. Hey, baby, Mike. Mike. Mike, I feel like you just hit a home run. They might give you a goddamn race for that. Yeah. yeah sure. Swearing a little bit oh, uncouth. Emmy. A little uncouth with the swearing there at bit. the end. Uh, chest hair looks fantastic. Is it oh, raining yeah. down there? It's pouring. There's like hippies running around like Woodstock in the mud. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, having a great time. I know it's not your thing. Uh, are they racing That's right now? That's why I'm indoors. Are they racing right now still through all this? Will they stop? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. A day like today, the rain, rain doesn't really stop horse racing because there, there's no reason for it to because um, the only thing they'll do on a rainy day is they might take races that were scheduled on the turf and put them on the dirt, but not when they're running for this kind of money. They've got some of the best turf races in the country over the next couple of weeks, running today and tomorrow. So they're going to keep them on the turf course. They take it off the turf because it chews it up. When it's wet, the horses will take up big chunks of it, and then the, the turf course isn't as good a shape. But you have a good turf course for days like today and tomorrow. So they're racing. Everything's good. There might be a couple of scratches, but nothing serious to worry about at this point. It'll be pouring today. Tomorrow, it's like a 50% chance, but in Louisville, it, it rains every day. So who knows? Go ahead, Ty. Uh, Mike, tomorrow in 1 through 11, are there any just like absolute layups that we have to make okay. a little coin? Or um, is it kind of the same thing as the Derby where everything seems like it might be wide open? No, it's one of the toughest days of racing on the year. I'm trying to think of an absolute. I don't like, I mean, here's the thing. 
the, the way you're going to play it is if there is an absolute layup, you, you want to try to beat them on a day like that because you can leave with the, every dollar on the racetrack. Um, now, I mean, I, every dollar on the track. Every dollar. Yeah. Every you hear me? You leave track. every single one. It's like when a dealer's showing a bus yeah. card. When a dealer's showing yeah. a bus card at Blackjack, you put every single dollar you have on the table. I don't care. Yeah. If you got My, two kings, nope. two, you split those Hell fucking yeah. things. Mm-hmm. There's a bus card on the table. Let's get every dollar we can get right now. What are we doing? That's what you're saying Theory. whenever there's a favorite like that. Yeah. Right. So like today, yeah, today and tomorrow you try to beat the favorite. Here I, I will say this: not not on the undercard tomorrow, but there's a there's they, they do a daily double from the Oaks to the Derby. So that Oaks Derby double, look, you could use anyone on number one of those horses I, I said in the Derby, but I would key in on on Secret Oath in the Oaks and then play her to. Whoever you like in the Derby, like a Cyber Knife or something, because she's going to be a decent price. Yeah, it's like a parlay, but it's its own separate pool. And what you can do is you can try to get. This is the way doubles work: is that if you beat two favorites in a double, it's always going to overpay what the parlay does, right? It's always going to overpay what the parlay does. So what you want to do, and especially the the, that pool is going to be astronomically huge. There's going to be millions of dollars, millions of dollars in it. So what you want to do, if you can beat Nest, if you can beat Kathleen O in the Oaks, which I think you can. You just zero in on Secret Oath. Then in the Derby, you try to get some coverage. You know, maybe, hey, look, if you want to, you know, sure thing, and you want to use a, a, a Zandon or an Epicenter, that's fine because you're going to get the six to one on, on Secret Oath. But if you can pair up Secret Oath to a Cyberknife or Secret Oath to a Taba or Secret Oath to a Charge It, we're going to be big, big prices. That double is going to pay huge. So that's the way I would, that's the way I would, I would look at it is try and get, if you want, my single and all of this stuff, the horse that I'm going to zero in on is Secret Oath and the Oaks. Yeah, Secret Oath. Yeah. Yeah. We love Secret Oath. Yep. Um, this is just like whenever uh, somebody came on the show and suggested to the Hammered Don boys that you pick a golfer that you think is going to do okay yeah. in the tournament and then whatever heavy favorite and parlay those two together. And then once the heavy favorite hits, they'll give you a cash out option mm. that would be worth more than if you were just to hit the heavy favorite by itself. Just the golfer needs to not die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just needs to kind of like make the cut. If the golfer makes the cut, the cash out will be pretty good. That's what you're saying. Let's play the game a little bit here. Hey, yes. let's play the game a little yeah. bit. Absolutely. Let's dance around. Absolutely. Se- Secret Oath, by the way, if Secret Oath doesn't win, it's going to be a tough next appearance for you, uh-huh. You know what I mean? Secret Oath, you, you've been on this thing heavy since the beginning of this conversation. Like, hey, only horse I like, Secret Oath. Right there, if you want to tag this thing, Secret Oath. I like Secret Oath. Secret Oath, pretty good. Get Secret Oath. That's what you did. I just want to let you know, that horse better win. Yeah. If, if Secret Oath loses, I will, my next appearance will be in a tutu. Boom. I don't know if that's good. Is that we win? No. We don't want to see you in a tutu. No, no, no. Every- Everyone loses with that. Okay, all right. Yeah, because it is a team around here. Last question. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Mike, I like the horse table, but as we all know, it's only, you know, the horse's third career start and no horse has won the Kentucky Derby on their third career start since 1883. Do you think I should just place it to show or should I go all the way and take her to win? Show bet? Do any of the men in your family gamble? Oh! Oh, my God. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Can't wait to see you hey, tomorrow. You're the best. Uh, Have a good one. Right. TVT, yeah. Mike. Everybody. This hour is going to be our best hour, AJ. You hear me? Always. Yeah. I can't wait. Jeez. That was guy. so sarcastic. So ungenuine. That was Fuck absolutely you, not. Dude. You need to honestly stop 
Don't worry about my delivery. I'm very excited about hour three. Well, oh. the problem was you were seven minutes late to work today. Yep. Yeah. Okay? That was one less than an hour ago. That's You're right. Correct. Technically, you are right. 22 minutes late, really. You should be 15 minutes True. early. Are we yeah. on Coughlin time or not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, well, that's five minutes early, not 15. Well, Rich Rodriguez, by the way, was uh, at least 10. Needed to be beforehand. Every meeting. Every single one of them. Never. It, it, I understand that that teaches people to be early. But I feel like if you're not going to be somebody that's going to be early, you're not going to be somebody that's going to be early. Like for me, hey, if you want me there, okay, 1 o'clock, let's not do the whole 12.35, 12.40, where were you type thing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I, let's set that at 12.30, 12.40 then. Like you know what I mean? Let's, let's go ahead and do that thing. Rich Rodriguez, though, he changed my – I mean – that was quite a wake-up call there. You have to show up at a 9 a.m. meeting at like 8.45. So it starts at 8.45 then? Yeah, but no, it doesn't. You're just sitting there. Like there's a little bit of tension, a little bit of tension. And then it's just like when uh, the glass breaks are stone cold. <laughs> Rich comes walking in at like nine minutes before the meeting was supposed to start or eight minutes before the meeting was supposed to start. So you're literally just sitting there like, what could this be about? Like, what's this? Like the emergency one after a party that happened at a similar location of where i uh -huh. lived sure. and people got arrested that meeting everybody's just sitting in there scared to death dead quiet oh my god we know what this is about and we don't know when he's going to turn the corner like he's going to turn the corner at some point and then bang he came in with fucking he was, <laughs> he was not happy about that one on a podium you know that whole thing yeah so some coaches are like that was big mike like that or no he wasn't like the you have to be here five minutes early thing, but he absolutely like you're not walking in late. Like if you're gonna walk in late, just don't come at all. That's for sure. Yeah, one thousand percent. I was never, never late for any meetings ever. Uh, normally, I was always scared to death of being late. Me too, absolutely. And I think that's what Rich Rod actually put in me. I guess so. Was Peyton yeah. like? I that? should say thanks to him. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Uh, I think Peyton did so much all the time. Like he was. I think he was just like a. I'm pretty sure he was a robot of a human. Yeah. I, I'm not a, I, I think when it came to the football, he was a robot of a human. I think he took notes like every meeting, like even when he was all the way at the end, team meeting, basic meeting, I'm dumbass. I can kind of take in everything. Oh, saying this pretty similar thing messages last week. Okay, <laughs> pretty similar message. Peyton's still taking notes though. Like that was, he was a very diligent like teammate all the way through. I assume in Denver he did the same thing, even yeah. though they were running his offense at the time. So just an absolute stud of a person. But yeah, never be late ever. I mean, you Vince, what did Vince say? Vince McMahon said, oh, the worst is when people come in late and they say, sorry, my, uh, yeah. my car broke down. Nobody gives a fuck that your yeah. car broke down. Sit down. You've already made a scene of this thing or whatever. It's like, that's a very real situation. It's so well, true. That, yeah. does, so true. that yeah. doesn't happen though. Like there aren't guys who are just sh showing up to meetings constantly late, right? Like if you have a guy like like that he's going to be gone it's not like those guys are sticking around really it depends happened, who you are though man yeah it happened a couple times a year for us i think some, some coaches let it slide i talked to buddies around the league like yeah some people are a lot more lax than others normally it's only one mistake though you gotta remember how many guys are coming onto our roster yeah right? true you know the turnover of guys that are like special teams guys for instance special teams meaning normally the first meeting of the day is that how you guys had it special team 7 30 yep yeah, special teams is normally the first meeting of the day. Special teams also bottom three quarters of the roster or whatever. So it'd be a guy that maybe was just signed last week or two weeks ago that is good player, happy he's there, but he just sleeps in and it's like oh, automatically he gets targeted. Then he automatically gets targeted by everybody. It's like all right, this guy we don't know. Hey, he did show up late. Like it's a big thing too when you walk into those big rooms and you're, yeah. everybody hears you. You know there is no. Mm -hmm. There is no quiet entry into a film room if you're already late in there. It is, it is something. But no, I don't think it's happening 
as often like it's not out of control. Right, like, it can't happen because if you let it if you let it happen, it will continue to happen, and that's when little things become big things. Yeah, take care of the little things; the big things will take care of themselves. An entire culture will be fired if that happened on a regular basis. Yeah, in New England. You remember yeah. the guy who rushed for four touchdowns against the Colts? I think it was Jonas Gray or something. Yeah. And then he was late to the Monday or Tuesday meeting, and then he never played again. He got cut, and that was it. And he had his best game probably. I think it was like his first game too for the Patriots. Hey, here's another thing, Bill Belichick. I, I guarantee they are starting behind the line, okay, on sprints. Oh, yeah. And they are going all the way to, and you fucking better, and you're finishing all the way through. What are we even doing? I, there would be some guys that would come to the first condition. By the way, Mike Barwis at West Virginia, like we were all the way behind the line. <laughs> Don't you even think about fucking moving. You were touching the line, and we are seeing you touch the line, and you were coming all the way back. Like it was a – it was an, see that? Is that Mike? Read it. Yeah, Barwis. I fucking love that dude. How bad – him and his wife, great people. They they helped me a lot immensely as a human in college. Now I do believe he would tell you that I maybe the most Im impressive drunk lifter he's ever seen. <laughs> Some of those lifts were very very early in the morning. I doubt you smelled at all. I doubt you. No one could tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one could tell at all. But I was moving. You know, I was moving some weight. So mm -hmm. and I was going. I was going as hard and as. You I can, but you finished though, because I've had I've watched guys come in blasted, go through the run. The one I'm thinking of was a big offensive lineman just killing people, talking to every coach, every player in the facility, and then all of a sudden was like dead on the sideline. No, no, I, I would if I, I was scared to death of Barwis. There's I'm 100% going to finish. And also, by the way, if you don't, everybody's going to call you an alcoholic. They're going to say this guy can't handle his business. You, you don't want that to be labeled upon you either. So it's like those are the days you actually have to go like harder. You have to be more impressive. Got to be more mentally tough. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's like that flu game or whatever. If that was a hungover game, potentially, I'm not I'm not labeling anything. But if you played bad and you're hungover, people would be like, oh, he got drunk the night before. Yeah. He couldn't handle You got to go. Like, what, you got to go those days or you will get labeled um, forever. But our sprints were all the way through the line, all the way through. Some guys would show up at our fucking, like, a conditioning period at OTAs or whatever, rookies that would show up. And these dudes are, like, not touching the line on the sprint. Like, and I was, like, mind blown a couple of times. This... My, you got a lot that of confidence. Always, that yeah. freaked me out, yeah, because starting when I was like five years old, like that does not happen. Like everywhere, no matter where you went, you're touching the line. You're, it's not even a question, actually, whether you're, you're close to not touching the line or not. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not going to be the guy that's like, hey, make sure you touch the goddamn line, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I am the guy that's like, Phew, you are very confident in yourself. They will fucking run yeah. you. <laughs> Was that the slam poet? Was that the same guy, perhaps? No, no, no. I, I, don't, I didn't see. So specialists would always run like at the end almost near like the big guys. So I watch like the big guys, offensive line, defensive line, or whatever, and they, you know, there'd be some oh, guys. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you even yeah. thinking about doing? <laughs> Why, you are not good enough in football to be doing what you were doing there. But it was like, I guess some places it doesn't matter because you're still getting the work in. But it's that attention to detail. Yeah, MCDC talked about that one guy who reeks like booze all the time coming in, but still in the league by the way. He, he just loves, loves football, ball, man. <laughs> I love ball. We can find a place for that yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We don't love that he's doing it. Get him an IV, but. God damn, he loves football, though. He's still playing, by the way. <laughs> so start doing the math on the roster. Who's all left? You guys could probably figure it out. Let's do some more news, shall we, as we wrap up this beautiful feel-good Friday, hour three. The Seahawks, Pete Carroll, on a potential extension for DK Metcalf, which has been lingering, by the way. Uh, DK Metcalf said last week it was all smiles. DK Metcalf also had an electrifying appearance on Club Shay Shay uh, with Shannon Sharp, where it has now ended up with Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf probably racing for $50,000 to charity. Which oh, yeah. 
is good for all parties. Yep. We appreciate that. But DK Metcalf in the extension with the Seattle Seahawks has been something that's been chatted about, especially as Tory Dondi, who is DK Metcalf's agent, is representing these other wide receivers that are up to be paid and have been traded instead. So is that going to happen to DK? Pete Carroll says, we want him to be here. He wants to be here. We'll figure it out. It'll just take us some time, but we'll get it done. What does that mean, AJ Hawk? They're in the process of working on what the value is because the other contracts have basically been set and the agent that set the market is the one that's representing DK. So they know exactly what to ask for basically at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, my first question though would be how bad does DK want to be here? With Russell Wilson gone in the quarterback position, not really solidified, are you sure he wants to sign a five-year extension with the Seahawks? Just a couple of days ago, uh, we had the the tweet uh, ready. He said it was all smiles or something. Yeah. like It's all smiles over here. He, he basically alluded to liking being a Seattle Seahawk. Now, business-wise, probably not happy. So pay him 25 a year and he'll stay. 23 a year. I mean, there's some other contracts that have kind of gone out, and I believe Spotrack put a tweet 20 out. 20 plus a year and he'll stay then, probably. I think so, yeah. 22 was the number right for A.J. Brown. He said if Tennessee would offer him 22, he yeah. would have stayed instead. Mm -hmm. It was 16 with a potential 20. 22, it capped out. He ended up getting 25 from the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, DK said it's not if, it's when it gets done. And when Russell got traded, he said, like, okay, it's my time now. This is my time to step up and be, like, the guy, the leader in Seattle. So, oh, DK wants to be the one catching the fish. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. With Russ and Wagner gone, he said he was very excited to be a leader of the team. Mm -hmm. Let's go, DK. No. Let's go. I didn't listen to that full club, Shay Shay. Did anybody see it? I saw the clip of them challenging it. Uh, you summer think their teams want them racing? Hey, listen. It ain't, who cares? The teams hate charity? Yeah. yeah, if you if you pop your hammer, you got to go into the facility and act like you did it there. Yeah, you have to at least make it through the first rep of whatever the drill is, because then you can at least maybe get a little bit of insurance and also have it covered by the team. Not that they wouldn't if you're going to be a leader of the squad, anyways. But Tyreek Hill said, "Put up 50k, man. Put up 50k. Money goes to any charity you want if you win. I DM you and you was scared. I got receipts." <laughs> Tyreek Hill has gotten into it with Usain Bolt, by the way, yeah. in the past about who's faster. Usain Bolt has said like. He still got it. Tyreek Hill said, come get it then. Tyreek Hill was in the race at the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas uh, just a few months ago. Did not give his best yeah. effort. Did not try. Uh, Michael Parsons actually won that thing. It was he unbelievable. Yeah. With a big-ass chain on. I mean, it was awesome to watch. But the racing that used to be a part of the Pro Bowl back in the day, who's the fastest, that was must-watch television. And the guys in the NFL, if we're going to get into racing, it happens in workouts, AJ. You've seen them. Every team... All over the country it happens. Every day, almost. Somebody tries somebody, and then it's, uh, okay, got to do this. We have field. Yeah. We have time. Let's go ahead and do this. The only worry is the hammy pop, because when you're wide open, it is a lot of oh, yeah. pressure on every single muscle in your body. But you'd assume these guys are high-level athletes at this point. They're sprinters. They can take care of it. Injuries do happen. I'd love to watch that type of shit. Those workouts were awesome. The amount of shit-talking, side bets, things that are going on when guys are about to race – Incredible. Somebody new to a team, somebody new to a team just so happened to say something about speed or something. Oh, they got you got other people gassing it up. Hey, you hear what he said? Mm -hmm. You hear what he said? And then boom, it becomes a full thing. It is awesome. I hope it starts happening. Now, guys would hate it though because it would be public losses and nobody wants public losses. That is a big deal, I don't think. I guess, but hey, go back to when Ocho Cinco was in that boxing match. Remember, he talked about like he's not scared to get in there. He just wants to try new things and have fun. He wasn't scared of getting knocked out and wasn't scared of what the consequences potentially would be. 
And yeah, he didn't win, but I thought he looked pretty good. And who cares? He's still going on with his life. So that's what you think guys should think about is they're going to go get into a sprint? Yeah. Well, hey, why? as Bobby Carpenter says, why not go out on a limb? Isn't that where the fruit is? Oh, oh, Bobby. Bobby. I'm calling that tonight. Thank you. I'm Ask using that on SmackDown yeah. tonight. Yes. Genius. From, Jim, from Jim Trestle's winner's manual, but Bobby has been saying that since 2002. <laughs> As yes. General Bob Carpenter. <laughs> no, no, no. Why not go out on a limb? That's where the fruit is. Isn't that where the fruit is? General Bob Carpenter. I think so. Jim, Jim Trestle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll have to do tonight to give proper credit. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Isn't that where the fruit is? Yeah. Shoot or shoot. Old school version of shoot or shoot. No, shoot for the moon. You miss, you land among the stars. That was a good one. Yeah, that shoot that for was Mars. A- if you miss, you go to the moon. No. No, uh, Mars, much Mars. further. Yeah, that one's dumb. Yeah. Much further. Did you not listen to Mr. Ursa? <laughs> it would be shooting for the moon first, and if you miss, it would maybe hit Mars 250 million miles later. Yeah. Yep. That's right. <laughs> About two hundred and five thousand. What are these conversations that Jim Irsay is having with people? I would like to be a part of them. Yeah, me too. He know he had these stats down. How much is Amazon grossing? Okay. Mm-hmm. How many miles is the moon? How many m- miles is Mars? How long have I been told uh, that uh, uh, flying cars are coming? How, what is the average time people are on their phones in this generation? He was like, I'm not spending 14 hours on my mm-hmm. phone. I'm not from that generation. Where's my flying car? It, he's Think about where he's getting his information from and how it's happening. It's just him sitting on a throne, probably a, a, a vape cigar, yeah, oh yeah. and they're just chit-chatting, telling stories. Is that what happens? Yeah, the flight to London, how far that takes, how, how fast it could possibly get bumped up. Them having a home base in mm-hmm. the states for, and having one in london to the make concord yeah the concord yeah. flights i think the concord and that is not getting talked about at all i think that was an actual part of a plan the nfl had for growth in london i honestly believe that in their internal meetings at one point they said and have chatted about with the development of the concord with a three-hour flight being from new york city to london this is actually not that bad to travel at all if you put them in the afc east or something mm-hmm. like that like I, I feel like that <laughs> took place at a point and i think they did like Concord is scheduled to be back up and running by like 2029. So maybe that is like somewhat of a, a realistic outline of like when we can expect an NFL team to be in London. Here we go. That's Concord, unreal. welcome back. Yeah. yeah. Move the bills. Owners are definitely East. talking about it. What's that? Owners are definitely talking about all. Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah. Three hours. That's a trip from fucking Indiana to Arizona. southern tip of yeah. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. It's got to make it cheaper than it was. Huh? Is that what did you? I think I mean that was a big part of it. I know there was crashes, but it was massively expensive too. I believe it was the NFL. Well, especially with gas prices yeah. right now. I couldn't. Yeah. No, no, I'm Saddle. saying make it. It's got to be cheap enough to where you can put it into commercial play and people will use it, uh, not just NFL owners. Petrol prices too. To be clear, I think if you're only being used by NFL owners to get an expansion team into a new continent, I think that wouldn't be a bad business to run either. No, not at all. I guess what make just make two Concorde jets. Have that's all there is. Probably four. Maybe the NFL is already thinking of this. I assume somebody brought this to the right, table. Yeah. Yeah. We should just we should run that. It should be the NFL planes. Like you get on NFL planes, they fly. Yeah. Imagine the gas prices, though. Like honestly, as I'm thinking about it, that's those a, things burn like ten thousand gallons a minute. Like, how fast crazy. were they going? They were going faster than very, very fast. I think I, I don't. I mean, but shit. You know, if you're getting t- from New York to London in three hours instead of six and a half, like what uh, is that? A rocket ship? How how fast? What is it? Supersonic jet? I think is like what the actual term is. It's one thousand. 1,494 miles an hour. Jeez. That's, that's Mach 2, baby. 
That's twice the speed of sound. Because so like you fighter jets helmet? don't fly that fast when they're when they're going somewhere. They don't sit there and fly with their afterburners on. So what do you do? Have a helmet on? How do you yeah, like strapped <laughs> into the seat? Like an, I think like they have to sedate astronauts. everybody. I think By they have to way, give everybody propofol and knock them out. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, here you go. Take a little happy. Hey, you're on a Drink this champagne. All right. Thank you. Zito's giving me updates in the back what normal flights are. Yeah. Normal commercial plane, 500 some miles an hour. The Citation X, uh, fastest bird in the sky, allegedly. That thing can go up 800, 900 miles an hour. Really? Can it really? Yeah, we had a completion at 800 miles an hour, I think, me and Zito threw a football. Yep. 800 miles an hour. Now, granted, that's just what the screen was telling us. Was that gauge accurate? We don't know. We have no idea. With a good tailwind, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, we're coming back from Stanford, I believe. Mm -hmm. We were. Moving, yeah. <laughs> those planes Jeez. are really. They talk about the gas, but the gas price for that thing, I'm sure. Yeah, terrible person. So I mean, why don't we go up with but, Elon, get in outer space, go around the Earth, come back in, re-entry? Is that going to be cheaper than the Concorde? Those are like because getting million? up to space, go what twenty some minutes? Float on down at seventeen million miles an hour like they do, and then re-entry. Uh, boom, let's play a game. About. I think those. Holy shit. Now you can wear your, wear your pads. I was going to say, yeah. Full pads and helmet on. Inside in the there. Yeah. yeah. Land in the stadium. Like in middle school, we did that. My coach would come, walk back and say, strap them up. We put our helmets on <laughs> two minutes before we pulled into the park. By the way, that sound of walking through oh, yeah. the parking lot, you know. Your metal it, tips on. Click clack. Onto the, onto the bus, through the bus with the helmets hitting. And then the drive, the bounce, the plastic hitting each other. Oh, what a moment going to space and doing that. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You go from school bus to space. <laughs> yep. Turn that turn that some bitch sideways, you're saying. <laughs> Catch over. And then come back down and land that thing. Bang, right at the 50. In the stadium. Yeah, and then everyone just, oh, the whole team just walks out. Boom. First kickoff. We all the Titan. We all the Titan. Mighty, mighty Titan. Mighty, mighty Titan. Who? Ha! Oh yeah! Hoo. Ha! Feel good! Hoo. Ha! Oh yeah! Hoo. That's what you do out of the Feel rocket ship good. as it comes down to 50. It'd be unbelievable. That's what everybody has to do. You know how like, um, <laughs> you know how they do um, the haka? Yeah. Yeah. Like awesome. New Zealand and Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii mm -hmm. And by the way, I think it's, I believe it's Asian and Polynesian American Appreciation Month. It is. Oh, nice. Hey, Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Shout out, and girls. My wife, uh, half Korean. So shout out to uh, wife and mother-in-law out of Seoul. Okay. South Korea. Oh yeah. Okay. Awesome person. But the Hawker, that's basically what you have to do coming out of the out of the rocket. Like this is the only way. Elon's big penis-shaped rocket, you know, because yes. he absolutely did. Now every stuff. rocket is a penis shape, right? I mean Not Elon's. Elon's got a bulbous head to it. Check it out. I know, I understand they got a big, you know. Really thwarting top of it. That's where all the magic's happening. That's yeah. right. You Mushroom know what I mean? Stamp. That's where all the stuff's happening. And hold on, though. Bezos is, looks like a penis, too. Yeah, Bezos is the one that really set the bar mm -hmm. on penis-shaped yeah. rockets. That'd be great if that's how football teams travel to the game. Yeah, make it happen. Get a hotel there, too. I mean, do the whole thing. Let's yeah. get a team in goddamn London. Oh, Here we go. They're doing hotels in space. They could stay they at are. the hotel. And then fly back down is, the next day. Is everybody so much more certain about space travel than me? I feel like I pay attention to space more than most. And mm -hmm. I, I, everybody's talking about it as if this is going to take place soon. We're nowhere near that, right? Yeah. No. no chance. We we not, like, I like nowhere. space. There's no chance it? we go up there. Bezos and them are going up. But yeah. like, 
to think they, for like ten minutes, just yeah, to the to the edge, and then come right back. Because they had that plane, and I looked at. It, I think it's in North Carolina. It's a zero gravity plane where you can experience space, you know, and blah 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 the way it falls. That's sweet. So that was the only option before to experience space. Now they can get to that one layer, right? Mm -hmm. They're not mm -hmm. getting the actual stratosphere. No. Yeah, I don't. I think they're getting to that one layer where there's no. I don't know where the hell. No gravity. I think mean, we had the SR seventy one Blackbird. That was in like the sixties and seventies. That was doing it. So the technology's been around for a while. It's just to consistently maintain it for. What is the SR seventy one Blackbird? Big well, spy well, plane, wasn't yeah, it? Oh yeah, X Men ship. Yep, UAV is now online. Yeah. Call of Duty guy. That's a, you get the Blackbird. You're ready to go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, Space Hotel 2025 to be launched. Not a chance. Inside the Space Hotel scheduled to open in get 2025. Out. Walking up in a chic waking. Oh Jesus! Waking up in a chic hotel room with a view of the solar system could be the future of travel. At least if space company Orbital Assembly has anything to say about it. Orbital Assembly, by the way, the biggest dreamers of any company yeah. in history. These, no limits. There is no nose in this company. They say yes to everything, and they say they're going to get it done. The U.S.-based company, shout out to America. Shout out, yeah. The U.S.-based company has revealed new information and concepts for its space hotel idea, designs for which have been orbiting since 2019. Originally premiered by Californian company, the Gateway Foundation, and then called the Von Braun Station, the futuristic concept consists of several modules connected by elevator shafts that make up a rotating wheel orbiting the Earth. Wow. All That's right. that Matt McConaughey movie. Pretty cool Interstellar. Pictures. Yeah, remember they look back from their planet and they like they're they're on their own little fake planet thing. No, but I do remember. I do remember when uh, the other uh, white, what's his name, Damon, yeah. when he was walking and he goes and steps and he, he's doing a Bitcoin commercial, I think, and he looks out the window at Earth and he says that you know since the beginning of time they say fortune favors instead of saying the bold like mm -hmm. everybody, right? He yes. says. Fortune favors the brave, the brave, or something like that. And it's like I don't know if they said that. Fortune favors the bold. Yeah, it's not a thing, Matt. Pretty good commercial, but maybe that's what the hotel looks like. It'd be cool if that's what you get to do. Just look out at the Earth and then you hop in. They, they claim it's open in twenty twenty five. Yep, scheduled. Yep. It's going to be for one night for what two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, there's uh, it can hold up to three hundred sixteen to four hundred forty people. There's no capacity. One hundred twenty six luxuries. Wow. Uh, Sixty two luxury rooms. 30 standard rooms. Man, that's 2025. Here's to us. Here yeah, we go. Let's go. Hey, how about humans doing it? Who's getting us there? Who cares, right? They're saying, we'll build it. Somebody we'll get us yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. They're going to be having some sort of construction at this point, right? <clears throat> Have to. But if you're going up there for a standard room, just fucking stay on Earth because <laughs> you got to go and do the, the prime rooms or whatever the hell they're called. Nah, well, the standard room doesn't come with a parking spot. <laughs> yeah, which that hurts. You know what I mean? <laughs> you what do you wear. do? Is it, it's a cruise, obviously. The entire time is a yeah. cruise. Yeah. You go eat at the same places. Yeah. And what happens if like a comet hits you? Yeah, you're dead. One meteor. Oh, okay. Instantly. Well, and actually, and they're from, gonna have that under control, I guess. From what we've learned, too, it doesn't need to be a comet. Like a fleck of dust would take out oh. the International Space Station. Uh -huh. so. oh, who taught yep. us that? Where'd we learn that? Oh God, I do not remember. But. Somebody said a piece of paint mm -hmm. that chips off of something would total an entire vehicle or something in space because of how fast it's moving and how powerful it becomes. I'm like, oh, my God. So all that – isn't there a bunch of space junk just yeah, A lot out? of space junk. Oh, yeah. Satellites. Well, they can have, like, a ways for this fucking thing to get through the to, space junk. Can't wait to bring the mob back. And they I do track all Space trash. You're going to fucking do trash, remember? Yeah, I oh, will, look at this. I will run Space Mafia with space trash. It is. It's the fucking room from the Damon commercial. Yeah. <clears throat> 
Was How do they have there? gravity? Are these actual photos? <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> Oh, that's what it looks like? Oh, my God. Holy shit. You're on a Ferris wheel. Do not get on that fucking thing. Why? Look how nice that is in the middle. How are they not floating around, though? Bro, this thing's unsinkable, bro. You turn gravity gravity. It's Titanic. Yeah, they get pressurized. They turn yeah. the pressure on. It's the Titanic. That's a great... Then that's why are they floating around in the International Space Station? It's the next Titanic. No, it's not. Yeah, do not get on this fucking thing Sorry. or you will die. We'll how, about, the second how about all the people that are going to be able to get on this? Uber wealthy people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just all of them just, what, never come back from space? Is that... Is that that's kind that's of That's potentially a... what's happening. What's the downside? Oh, you never come back. Oh, okay. That's fine. I get a good view you of the Earth. You just made me realize that they are... This is not a space hotel. This is an evacuation for... Yeah. A, 2025, the uh, world ends. New planet. They Man. just take you to the next oh, planet, and then they say, hey, by the way, you guys all just died, and that's what we're going to tell people. All the billionaires. Look how nice it is. You see how nice those rooms are? That's the yeah. plot of We Wally. also have more space news if you want it. More space. Is it that we're going to die? Uh-oh. No. NASA to launch naked pictures of humans to space in hope of attracting aliens. Sup. Okay. Sup. Jesus That can't Christ. be real. All right. Here we go. It's news. Um, what humans? Well, we talked about this earlier, and uh, we saw the photos. And I will say this. I think it's the wrong decision, Mm -hmm. the photos. This is what they sent. (laughs) Okay, They sent nude, crude drawings of a male and a female Mm -hmm. uh, waving. And then there's a couple other graphs and shit. And they're just sending this like the Batman uh, uh, signal up into space. Yeah, how do they know the language to send all the coordinates? And also, why would they send something that looks nothing like us? These aliens that see this are probably like, hey, we've been to your fucking planet before. You look nothing like these cartoons. What do you mean they send this, though? They put it on a sheet of paper and roll it out there? Bro, that's right. Like a Batman Fucking hologram, Uh dude. How you don't put Johnny Sins in a NASA suit with his dong hanging out. I agree. As the male... I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to sleep this weekend. It is. Why do we send, uh, why do we not try to at least put, perf- you know, a little bit of a hammer? Yeah. Yeah. Because I should. What's, yeah. It, sure. Whatever. Yeah. That works. Whatever. Anybody. Or let's just checks. take a fucking fat white guy with a huge gut and a small penis and project yeah. it out there. And yeah. Then- there's a good question. Well, Would you rather have it be more attractive or less attractive? Now, they're saying to attract aliens. Let's say we were being forced to send something to space like a Batman signal, which I still don't understand, AJ. We asked this question earlier. I don't know how it goes because does every spotlight then potentially piss off an alien because it's going up into the sky? Like, how do they send this? Into space. Yeah, like in a probe or something. Maybe. What's that even mean? I assume I, I, they did the beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Oh, so now they're... What's that called? They did Someone call Mishukaku. They did this in the 70s, too. With, I think it was Voyager. They just stuck a couple pictures like that on there, shot them out there. Hey, hey if you find it and you can decide... Like a this, Polaroid? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Isn't that, gonna get, isn't that just going to get disintegrated up there? <laughs> Maybe. You run the risk, sure. So we put it on a piece of paper? Is that a 3D printer? Or what are we doing? How, who are we... It's on what? an iPhone. They, they shoot the iPhone up there, and people they're going to think we're so dumb. Through. This looks yeah. like our nineteen like fifty five uh, digital media. What, why don't we send in some four K shit? Hey, we got eight K cameras down here. Everybody needs to shut up out there. Well, that's why I said we're better off just sending up like a DVD of Pam Anderson yeah. sucking off Tommy Lee, and you know <laughs> maybe they'll say, "Hey, I'll have what he's having. Let's, Let's go, go Let's down go. there. Let's go." <laughs> The is that what we're trying to do? Yeah, what, 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 what are we doing here? Do they want him to have, like, what? Feels like the right move, though. Yeah. yeah, I understand. But is that the reason why they're recruiting aliens? Is is NASA thinking, like, Ty? Is that what's going what if on? they don't have a DVD player? 
Well, what's easy? I mean, <laughs> and they don't know the Pythagorean theorem. No, but this, how are they assuming that they were able to see this, though, with whatever technology they have? And isn't their technology like light years ahead of ours? Maybe. What, so why? Maybe way behind us. Depends on how long no, it takes to get there. They've already been here. We have well, if they're able to hear us, they got to be ahead of us, right? Because we can't hear fucking aliens talking to us. Or we, do we got like sonar up there, like we're listening to fucking whales and dolphins? They're that, also sending a uh, shortwave radio format message as well. Is it this show? Them. What up, dude? I mean, if you don't know humans, too, the male has three penises in that little hologram. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. No, no those are big old balls. No, that's no, a huge nutsack. Yeah, we know that that's because we know humans. If you're not a human. How about the model for this just taking it on the shins right now? <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Maybe a listener of the show. <laughs> you're right. traps you are yeah, fucking serving our fucking <laughs> earth, dude. <laughs> Trying to help. Traps, Jesus. His traps are pretty good, though. I didn't want to do this. They forced me to do it, and I'm waving aliens all of a sudden. Yeah, weak kneecaps, though. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, yeah. You know, calf to uh, ankle, not bad, though. Not bad. I'd be an athlete. Some what quads. If, here's my thing. Like, what if when it gets to the aliens, bushes are back in? And, like, now we <laughs> sent an inaccurate depiction of yeah. humans on the Earth. Well, that is an inaccurate depiction of us just to begin with. What if everybody, are they going to think we're a blue crew? You know, yeah. like what? Maybe the Blue Man Group did pose for this. They were at the draft. I seen yeah. them at the draft. Rich mm-hmm. Eisen loved it. Let's go to some phone calls. By the way, shout out to whatever aliens are already here. You yeah. Know? Shout out. Yeah. Great to have you. Space and aliens, though, just seem to become very common conversation now. And this has happened very quickly as somebody that has always been interested in space and aliens and everything like that, yeah. much more so than the ocean. And I understand the ocean is cool and vast. And there's aliens in there, actually. Yeah, they're true. octopus and they're squid. Mm-hmm. They actually came in in a meteor and they grew themselves. Yeah. That's right. Ain't that right, uh, uh, Frankie boy? That's right. Well said. This has just become common conversation, though, now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, why do you, Connor, why do you think this is kind of like leaked into culture and it's common knowledge now? Well, because the Pentagon made it common knowledge. And now I don't know why we're going to, you know, They're trying to ease out. us into it or what? Well, they're just waiting to fucking bring out the real aliens at some point on a stage, I assume. Oh, Will so Smith will punch him. Well, no. Well, maybe Will Smith will give him an open hand and we'll see if he's got a better jaw than Chris Rock. And then we're going to learn a lot about that alien species quick. Yeah. We're going to go, oh, shit, we scared? Or, nah, nah. Chris Rock, very tough. Well, I understand it, but. Definitely a better reaction than this particular alien here. So, who knows? What if there's just a bunch of fucking white trash aliens, too? You know, like, anybody thought about them Mm -hmm. somehow finding a rocket that somebody else left on their thing, showing up? What if the aliens show up here and they're dumbasses? Just complete dumbasses? Oh, somebody put us on this ship. Actually, we don't have a single clue what to do. Can we get any of your technology? Once again, this is not our technology. Like, what if that takes place? Has, has there been any conversation about that? That'd be sweet. It's a very real possibility. What if they land and they're just searching for meth? That's all they want. Bingo. Sick. Got them covered. That'd be awesome. <laughs> the unveiling. Welcome. Too. You landed in the right. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? The unveiling should be at the Super Bowl, too. So many eyes on that fucking game. Just bring out an alien yep. at halftime. You know how The Rock... Yep. Yes. Cut that promo on the field while the teams were on it for the kickoff mm-hmm. for both teams. Next year, wait till you see the son of a bitch from fucking Mars. There, yeah. was, there was a Chris Pratt movie that came out recently where the unveiling of the aliens uh, was actually at the World Cup final in Cutter. So be really? on the lookout. What movies? They like that outdoor air conditioning. Be on the lookout. Yeah, Tony, everything you say, though, it's hard for all, any of us to really know. What do you mean? Like what you just said right there. That could have been just a very, very toxic joke about something that we No, missed. no, that was actual. He is correct. What that movie? is how that movie tomorrow, starts. Or? Yeah. Is it a new movie? Yeah, within the last year. Newer. Yeah, not bad. Actually. Good movie, actually. Those yeah. aliens. Yeah. Amazon. You do not want to fuck with those. Aliens. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Now. Throw water on them. No, that didn't no, work. I don't think that one worked. That was in science. No, well, you got to get one of them squirty things like you do for cats. Yeah. Yeah. Windex or something. Yeah. Like psh, 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 
Why? Yeah, you can't I, do that. I still have nightmares when uh, the alien from Signs ruined that quinceanera. Like that was walks by in the alley. How about um? I like that movie. How about uh? You would swing, mom. You're right. Is is fucking Louis Domingue dead or not? King Domingue. <laughs> Is he dead or not? I, I got to get out of here soon. <laughs> Wait, Louis Domingue's dead? No, he's fine. We're talking, about aliens. We're, talking, we're talking about aliens here, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm my immediate thought, Igor Skorovsky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's an alien. This dude's unfucking believable This goalie. How did Louis the, do? He pretty, Louis did all right. He let up five goals. Four of them probably not on. Like, there's yeah. a lot of goals that he couldn't do much about. But he did give up five he goals. He battled. His stick was out of his hand all the time. Someone give yeah. the guy a stick yeah. when that happens. Can we tape up his fucking, the, the blocker to the awesome. stick? Glue it to him. Because he stands the opposite direction as everybody else with his, because uh, he's left-hand dominant or whatever. So he stands opposite. So I think a lot of people run into the tail end of his stick, the butt of his stick. It was knocked out of his hand like three times last night. Not desirable, I don't think. That's great. But the fucking Rangers, I'll tell you. They really started pouring it on, and Madison Square Garden was loud, AJ. Yeah, they were. Shesterkin was a bitch-made cat for that last play of the game, though. Oh, no. It's tough when the Pens were also dominating. Yeah, you can't kick a guy, no. be dramatic, supercell, act like you're paralyzed almost, yeah. and then get up and skate off. You're, you're not the victim here, pal. You were the guy that did all the fucking problems. Happy you're positive. good at goalie. Keep it moving. It's it, bullshit. It was tough for King Domingue, too, because he was playing well, and the Pens were dominating, and Shesterkin was standing on his head, and you fucking throw one off the skate of a defenseman and then it goes in and that's pretty much the curtains right. for the night. Yeah, it would hurt. Panarin, that son of a bitch. What was, was the final score? Redman. 5-2. Oh, so it was never close. No, it, was, no, no, it, was, it, was, it opened two, up one. a little bit. It opened yeah, two, up. 3-2 right? headed three, into the yeah. third. After we stole Crosby. one. We stole one. I, I was <laughs> mad. Sidney Crosby might be an alien. He do, don't you say he is? Yes. He's unbelievable. He's cool. He's so good. He he beat everybody on their team twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw. Jeez, I saw a couple clips. Yeah, yeah. He's so good. I like. I think the casual. Well, how is it? Why is he so good? Like, what does he do? He does what, everything. What separates him. Everything good. Everything I heard he good. Has crazy lower body strength too. Yeah, his leg. His legs are great. They put out a video of him working out. I think, I don't know, like eight, nine years ago. And I feel like I have rather strong legs. And the workouts he was doing were just insane. And I was like, oh, that must be how every hockey player is. And every hockey player has strong legs. But I guess like his, you know, his balance and his ability to just do absurd shit. Low center of gravity. Yeah, is what makes him so, I've so asked good. Dudes, I've asked players, guys that play against him, like, why? I mean, that's what a probably they probably get sick of the corny Sidney Crosby questions because that's who people know. But I'm always asking. No, the people same thing. don't what know. Makes him, what's that? Isn't that crazy? Like what you're saying? People don't know who the fuck he is. That is no. Yeah, it, it really is, but they all say the same thing. They're like, man, when you go try to like get the puck from him down the corner by the boards or whatever, you you think you hit him with everything you have, and he doesn't even flinch. Like they say, he's like absurdly strong, and he has you know the fuck his you. hands too are crazy. He has fuck you in his uh, game too. Like mm-hmm. he is, he can be a little bit of a rat bastard, mm-hmm. you know, which is good. Well, and he's a, he's a psycho with his preparation and rituals and stuff too, right? Yeah, his vision. He plays defense hard, like very very hard. He sets other people up on a very regular basis. He's able to finish if he wants to. He has a flat stick, so literally his backhand is just as. You know, great as are other people not skilled enough to have a flat stick or what? Yeah, I think so. I don't know, Nick. You a lot of guys, a lot of guys like to be able to shoot the puck well, and Sid just doesn't care because he's more of a playmaker. So he likes to be able to make plays on the forehand, on the backhand. A lot of guys you see those, those wicked curves on their stick because it makes the puck do funky things when they when they release it. It makes it gives them much more of a wicked release. It's harder to read coming off the wicked stick. Wrist it. Yeah, and he has a flat stick, so it's just no problem at all. He's absurd. He's the best hockey player of all. Is hockey. anyone like him in the league right now? All these, some of the young studs. Stoner's like pretty similar. similar. Yeah, is he? Yeah. Stoner, 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 Stoner when you look at their Josh, game. Uh, How long has Sidney been doing this, though? 
He's oh, been doing this like 16, uh, 17. Yeah, 17, 18 years now. Jesus. Both ends. Like he's gotten hurt a couple different times. There's been a couple seasons where he hasn't played, but you're talking He missed like, like a year with a brain injury, didn't he? It was a spinal concussion or something. Contusion. Contusion. That they thought was a concussion, which it was, and then the symptoms reflected that of a concussion, so they couldn't figure out what was going on. He missed like a year and a half, yeah. Yeah. But he just goes, came back, goes. Both, he's awesome. I'm a big fan of his. He needs to fucking rally though. We can't be losing to the Rangers. NHL doesn't promote him at all. That's cool. That all, at all. And now he's really any of them. When Rupper said that, what was he talking about? An old coach or old GM didn't want anyone doing any kind of marketing deals or whatever. Devil, we, yeah. You're not going to let these guys make money. They are a very future-thinking league. Always have been. Yeah, always, <laughs> always have been, man. It sure is. Nobody knows any of our athletes. Great sport, terrible league. Hey, that's kind of what the golfers are saying about PGA, by the way. Yeah. That's a teaser. Sergio, man. Sergio, I can't wait to get out of this fucking league. So is he going to Phil's tour with him? Is that what he's saying? <laughs> I guess, man. I didn't know people hated the PGA as much as they apparently do. The, the golfers, apparently, and we don't have to deal with the PGA at all, right? None of us. We just watch the tournaments, and the tournaments are always so calm and casual, and the views are beautiful, and the, some golfer gets hot, and it's just like, oh, this is like a nice thing. I guess the what how they treat the players and the payment scales, I'd assume, and the rules and what you can do, what you can't do. It seems like it's all a bunch of bullshit. I, I feel like the players. What, what's their biggest gripe? Like, what are PGA players saying? I have no idea. That's why I this all has come out of nowhere. Like, obviously, what Phil said was very, you know, that was uh, some now harsh. All the others, oh, that's what happens now. All this other stuff starts coming out once you start getting in the spotlight. Very, very hard. But, but then, yes, exactly. But he mentioned in there like anything to take to the fucking PGA or whatever. Like I didn't know it was like that. I what know, are they doing? I don't know. Well, they haven't really had an alternative. No idea. Right? They've kind of just run. I yeah, guess. You play the PGA or. Or you that's don't. It. And I, I could I, be wrong, but I think that's why Phil started the match and started all this celebrity stuff because he doesn't like the PGA. He doesn't oh. like the way they go about handling I, golf I as think, a whole. I think so. Golf has a huge following, though, and it'll that's always cool. be there, and the PGA knows that. That's a, that's a great position to be in, like, business-wise, the PGA. Like, hey, we're the only show in town. We know it. People are always going to watch, just like the NFL, by the way, just mm -hmm. like the NFL. So imagine if it was terribly... I don't know. Sergio was pissed, though. He yeah. was very mad. Who's he going to blame when he doesn't win in the other league, though? Oh, jeez. I mean, yeah, Serge doesn't really have a leg to stand on anymore. Yeah, but we're just saying this is an... Serge won the Masters. He's all right. This is an additive, though, to a yeah, couple correct. other things that we have heard only recently, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know if it has happened in the past. All right, I'm getting out of here. I'm out. The boys will take you guys home. Have the best weekend of your entire life. Uh, you guys are the best humans on Earth. Make sure the boys do a giveaway here, okay? Make sure we do a giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, we announced all the winners on Wednesday. Uh, you should be... Or I've heard from. I appreciate the people that have been screenshotting and tweeting us. Thank yous for paying them out. That's no problem at all. We appreciate the hell out of you. It's pretty cool to get to do that, actually. So we're going to continue to do such things, cover the NFL, although it seems to be a very dry time right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's only getting drier if you heard how Rappaport is viewing his golf schedule. Yeah, Jesus. His next week will go and golf for two, three weeks or whatever. And yeah. I think on. about the end of June. End of June. Oh, oh Excuse me. Come on. We'll continue to cover all the most important things. Like, for instance, if there's going to be a team in London, maybe NASA sending nudes to space does count as sports talk because we could take rockets up, go over, and land in London. That will take care of the entire long travel experience. Here we go. That's what we'll continue to do. Piece yeah. things together. Talk about the sports. And hopefully be a mental vacation for all of you. Have a great weekend. See you Monday. Bye.